This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today's Tuesday, November 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one person was killed and at least seven others injured, including a firefighter in an early morning fire in the Nicetown Tioga section of Philadelphia. It happened just after 3 a.m. on the 3600 block of North 21st Street. Firefighters responded to the scene and found heavy fire showing on the first floor of an occupied three-story row home. The fire spread to a neighboring home. Assistant Fire Chief Richard Davison said 10 people in total were evacuated from the home. Some were able to make it out on their own. At least two people inside the burning building jumped out of the windows to escape the flames, officials mm-hmm. said. No smoke alarms were present, nor were they heard, Davison said. Six people were taken to the hospital. One of the victims was pronounced dead at the hospital. Two others remain in critical condition. A firefighter suffered minor injuries and was being treated at the hospital. The fire was put under control at about 4.10 a.m. Firefighters had residents in other homes evacuate due to the smoke and a septa bus was brought into the scene for anyone in the neighborhood displaced by the fire. The fire marshal is investigating the cause of the fire. Every time I start chasing the chirping sound around the house I with know. the smoke detectors and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, I hate these things, but I'm so glad I have them. You we, know? we did an Airbnb um, a couple of years ago for a bachelorette party. We were in Florida and the smart smoke alarm was chirping. <laughs> And no one could find it. Like right. we, yeah. So the entire bachelorette party, like we would wake up in the morning after having, you know, a few cocktails the night right, before right, yeah. and everyone was like, somebody find it, please, please. find it. I, I didn't realize I actually had one recessed in the basement uh, and that uh, I had to go on this long search and eventually found it. I'm like, you mother. <laughs> Pennsylvania school districts will soon be allowed to modify or end the mask mandate for K through 12 students. Governor Tom Wolf announced Monday saying it is time to prepare for a transition back to a more normal setting. The Democratic governor said that on January 17th, he expects to turn over decisions about making uh, about masking to local school officials, although the acting health secretary's current mask mandate for students will remain in place for early learning programs and child care facilities. The Wolf administration imposed a statewide mandate in early September, citing a surge in infections and hospitalizations from the highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. The order from acting health secretary Allison Beam required that students, staff and visitors at K-12 through schools and child care facilities wear masks while indoors regardless of vaccination status. The decision to soon end the statewide mandate comes days after federal officials approve the COVID-19 vaccine for younger children. Last week, uh, Tasty Cake has expanded its snack recall to include the company's crimpet line. Last week, Flower Foods Incorporated announced the, that certain multi-pack cupcakes were being voluntarily recalled due to the potential presence of tiny fragments of mesh, uh, metal mesh wire. Now, Tasty Cake is expanding that recall to include certain crimpet products, including the butterscotch, cream-filled, and jelly crimpets. I think we had asked at that time if the yeah. crimpets were yeah, susceptible, yeah. <laughs> and they were safe. The Tasty Cake multi-pack cupcake products being recalled were distributed to retail customers in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. The Tasty Cake crimpet products being recalled were distributed to retail customers throughout the U.S. You know what's funny is I, I don't even eat Tasty Cakes, but when I hear this, I'm like, oh, man, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I can't have no, the thing I, I haven't been I eating. Have Preston, yeah. I don't know the last time I had a crimpet. When I heard yeah. this, I was like, oh, but those are so good. I know, right? <laughs> I actually don't care about crimpets at all. I, I I love Tasty Cakes, but Crimpets do zero for me. The cupcakes, on the other hand, I do love those. And I actually had the, the little chocolate donuts. 
over the weekend. Oh, you did? All right. Yeah. Well, so they should be safe, okay. right? Let when you ask... said Tasty Cake, my ears had perked up yeah. uh, yesterday. Because of like, the donuts. Because of the donuts. May yeah. I ask a stupid question? Because yes. I just don't eat Tasty Cakes. I, yeah. I don't dislike them. I just don't have them. Right. Um, what differentiates a crimpet from a Tasty Cake, from a regular cake? Well, no, it's just the, the crimpet is the, is like the vanilla, it's a pound cake. It's, it's you know, the vanilla based Pound cake. So, so, that, that, that's, so that's, that's, that's what that's what I'm asking. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the crimpet the is yeah. It, I'm sorry. The crimpet is the rectangular cake, right? And versus then the, versus a cupcake. And, although, yeah. although, don't they make a chocolate crimpet? Like Do they? They have, they have a side crimpet that's. Uh, I'm really yeah, probably, probably, yeah. maybe. Do you guys like uh, filling within your tasty cakes? Oh, yes. no doubt. You have yes. The best one I ever had was a like a banana cream one. Those okay. were fantastic, and they were like rare. Like you couldn't. Some somebody had told me <laughs> those are like the sandwich you don't cakes. find them that often. They were special sandwich cakes. Yeah. So they and they have those. I mean, listen, this in in this area, and for for parents who put sugary things in their uh, kids' lunch boxes, <laughs> the tasty cake was a standard. Sure. Like that's yeah. what you put in your in your, in your lunch your pail, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, for it's us, food group. for us growing up, <laughs> it was mainly peanut butter candy cakes. If I got the oh, jelly yeah. crimp in, I'd be like, all right. You know, or the... ta- that was tasty cake. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. was yeah. in our lunchbox too. Always. All right. Yeah. Why? Frozen. What? What's the different? Uh, what? What? Describe a candy cake. A candy cake is essentially you know smaller it's the, and denser. It's smaller. Uh, well, and they have two different candy cakes. But the peanut butter candy cake is milk chocolate that surrounds a peanut butter top on top of a, a, a little a cake. cake. You know, and, wow. and it was like, round. Right. And it was I, round. And I, then I'm, you... I'm woefully uh, uninformed on this. Oh man, yeah. That oh, was like that was a special treat if the. Uh, if the candy cake was in the lunchbox. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my uh, Los Angeles family would come in to visit. They would love to get any taste cakes because you used to only be able to get them in the right. Philadelphia region. Right, you couldn't right. get them anywhere west. And so they would go home with cartons of taste cakes, <laughs> candy cakes, crimpets, all of them. Well, if they get them now, they won't have to floss when they... Because <laughs> the metal's in there. <laughs> Consumers may return the affected product to receive a full refund. No injuries have been reported to date. So this is voluntary that we're they're re- recalling all of this. Uh, anyone with questions may call Flower Consumers Relations Center. In sports this morning. The Sixers lost to the New York Knicks, ending a six-game winning streak last night in South Philly. What the f*** is it? Julius Randle scored 31 points, including eight straight in the fourth quarter to lead the Knicks to the 103-96 win. The Sixers were without Joel Embiid and three others due to the NBA's health and safety protocols. Earlier in the day, it was reported that Embiid tested positive for COVID-19. Rivers said before the game that Embiid was struggling, adding, it's not going great. He's struggling with it, similar to Tobias Harris. It's clearly a concern. The Sixers are at home again tonight. As the NBA champs, the Milwaukee Bucks come to town. Tip-off is at 7.30. The Flyers are off until tomorrow night when they'll return to the ice to host the Toronto Maple Leafs. The puck will drop at 7.30. And in Monday Night Football, the Steelers beat the Chicago Bears, winning 29-27 in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger guided the Steelers 52 yards in seven plays to set up Chris Bell's 40-yard field goal with 26 seconds left, and the Steelers won their fourth straight game. Boswell, not Bowell. That's what I have for you this morning. (laughs) All right, thank you so much, Kathy. And uh, like I said, at the top, we're going to have a beautiful day weather-wise, getting up to 70 degrees and plenty of sunshine. Uh, We do have some stuff planned on today's program. We're going to have a guest on. His name is PJ McCabe. He's local, and he is a, uh, a movie director. 
Uh, he's this movie called The Beta Test, which is getting some great reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, it's now available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV, and he's a local filmmaker, and uh, so he's doing well. So it's going to be cool. Talk he's to a him. writer, director, actor. So, like, he's a triple threat there, Preston. Yeah, and so and uh, the, as you said, rave reviews for the movie. So we'll uh, check in with him around 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, we also have an announcement to make. We have the totals from the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. When we get to the uh, Bizarre File, we will reveal uh, all that uh, what all that hard work yielded uh, and what is going off to uh, fill abundance. So we'll get those details for you if you've been waiting for that. And also, today's a Tuesday, so we have an opportunity for you to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and you might win. might be randomly chosen for a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And then you can head off to 1729 South Street in Philly and get your Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. And, of course, you can check out their artwork by visiting floatingworldtattoos.com. They're on Instagram, at Floating World Tattoos. We also have a concert announcement this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple shows coming up that we will tell you about. Uh, and I believe we'll have tickets to give away Yay. as well. So, a lot to get into. Today. Very cool. I love that. Why don't we take a break, come back in a moment, and uh, run down those entertainment stories that I always set aside for this time of day. A stupid question with a giveaway on top of that. We'll hang in there together, get to work, do our thing. Be right back. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Made an announcement yesterday, a little bit later in the program, so I'll reiterate it. Uh, this was yesterday, uh, but I'll reiterate it today. We have the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle 2021 Miller yeah. Light Ugly Sweater Edition. And it's going to be Friday, December 17th. And it will be at the 360 Lounge inside of Parks Casino. So It's a Christmas miracle! It is, yeah. the man said. Um, but you'll want to stay tuned f- to uh, listen to win a chance to be there and possibly be chosen to be up in a part of our contest and win some prizes. So we'll uh, we'll tell you uh, how you do that, or you can check WMMR.com for information. But just a heads up, December 17th, kind of set that aside. Uh, and it'll be a Friday, so if you want to take that day off, if you happen to make it in. Yes. Make a, make a whole day out of it. That would be a wonderful thing. Now, on to the stupid question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets as pop. Rock, Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more. Wednesday, November 17th at the Kimmel Center. And the question that I have for you, pretty easy one. What is the name of the chemical compound that makes peppers hot? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR is the number. So let's see if you know the answer to that. What's the name of the chemical compound that makes peppers hot? Call, and I'll go through some birthdays today. Not a whole lot on Tuesday, November 9th. Really? That I saw. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit scant. Uh, but we'll start with a big one, and I mean that literally and figuratively. Lou Ferrigno. Ah. Very large. Individual. We were just talking about him the other day because the director 
of uh, pumping iron passed away, and that's where Lou surfaced in the in, in Americana. First time ever, he was uh, uh, the, the tallest, I think, at that time bodybuilder competing against Arnold. Yep, uh, and he's uh, 70 years old today. Still in solid shape. Yep, he's always been nice to us, but I hear that he's he's not really great with his fans. That's true. Unfortunately. I've, I've heard that as well. It's sad. Yeah. He's a little standoffish, uh, likes to do, you know, just business here. Let me sign your autograph, take yeah. a picture, see you later, Sonny. That's kind of the way he works. His greatest achievement, though, might have been on the King of Queens. Where he was a neighbor. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was Lou Ferrigno is right. <laughs> yeah. I liked him also in uh uh in I Love You Man. Oh yeah. His house was being sold. Uh-huh. And yeah. there's a there was a large statue of himself flexing out <laughs> in the courtyard. Uh so seventy years old today. Uh actor Eric Dane. Yes. Uh, shows like uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh he is celebrating his forty ninth birthday today. He was also on a really solid series called The Last Ship. Ah. He was the captain and uh man, that is a really good show. Yeah, it's like a virus breaks out type yes, of thing. And, exactly. And they're out at sea and don't uh-huh. get affected by it. Right. Yeah, I did hear that was good. Uh Vanessa Lachey. Uh she's wife of Nick Lachey. She's also a TV host. I don't know what she hosts. You know her uh, what's her maiden name? Vanessa um, Is that Marcel, isn't it? Yeah, uh no, but uh She's uh, she was in one of the Fantastic Four movies. Manilo, Man, that's Vanessa Manilo. That's it. Yes, yeah. But okay. she's going with Lachey. Yep, she's forty-one today. Uh, actress Nikki Blonsky, who was in uh, Hairspray. Who was the the main character? What was her name? I can't remember. Oh, um, oh man, uh, Tracy Turnblad. That's it, right? Yep. Uh, and not much more other no. than that. And no. then she kind of went back to civilian life. It's true. Yeah. Uh, gave up the acting, from what I understand. Um, but uh, she was great in Air Excellent. It's a really well done movie. You remember uh, Rick Ocasek and uh, uh, his wa- uh, wife at the time? They were Paulina? both in Polina Poritzakova are, are in it as well. Are they? Yeah, they're like a hippie, um, like uh, artsy couple in the movie. Oh, that had, I did. Yeah, like, no idea. Original? The, the John, John Waters. Waters. Oh, yeah. okay. John she Waters. was in the musical. She was in the musical. Ah, she was okay. in the remake. The one with yeah. Travolta. Yep, correct. Yeah. So she is 33 today. And then the last birthday I saw is uh, writer Ryan Murphy, yeah. uh, who's behind shows like Glee and Nip Tuck and American Horror Story. And he turns uh, 56 years old today. The okay. series that he's producing on uh, the, the Monica Lewinsky Clinton. Yes. Anybody watch that? No. It's it's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's uh, Nick Lachey's birthday as well. Ah, I didn't know that. That's, he's not on my list. That's just crazy. How can Nick Lachey not be on there? And his wife is on there. You know what? I, I always liked him. So uh, I. There was something about him, uh, you know, when, when he and Jessica had that show, <laughs> and she was doing some very ditzy things, and, yeah. and just kind of who she is, and, and uh, he was just, he didn't, I, I didn't dislike him. No. You know what I mean? Because he could have very easily been dislikable, being you know, a boy band, right, and, right, you right. Know, having a, this stunning wife, and all, you know, oh, look at this guy, but he yeah. actually seemed to be, like, pretty decent guy. Kind of a regular guy, yeah. And um, he, apparently, he had made... Uh, overtures to wanting to get involved into the in the cannabis industry. I don't know if he ever followed through on that. God, you know what was bizarre? I read a book from uh, Neil Peart uh, about him t- road tripping and listening to music along the way. And one of the bands he really liked was Ninety Eight Degrees. No, no kidding, I'm Neil Peart. Kid, oh you not drummer of Rush? I was wow. like, am I really reading this? Is it? And he went to a concert. Maybe I should go back and listen to that. And because... The whole deal. Well, he just thought it was. It was legitimate and soulful, and they wrote the music, and huh. I was like, okay. All right. But you just, never know 
what people's musical tastes are. They might it might be antithesis to the antithesis to what you assume them to be. So, all right, he celebrates his forty seventh or forty eighth today, forty eighth yep. birthday today. All right, let's go to the phone see if we can get an answer to this question. What is the name of the chemical compound that makes peppers hot? And I will go to Moik for the answer. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. And good morning, sir. What is the name of the chemical compound that makes peppers hot? Capsaicin. Of course it is. Hang on a second. Mike, we are going to give you a pair of tickets from Pops, Rocks, ABBA, Mamma Mia, and more. Wednesday, November 17th, that's Kimmel Center, and you can hear Pops' signature sound on the hits of one of the greatest selling bands of all time, ABBA. You can get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. I think Bill Weston's going to be front row for that. Absolutely. Uh, Marissa will be introducing... I'm a dancing queen. ...the show <laughs> that night, by the way. Yeah, Bill was, uh, is... He's not a big fan of that. No. We were talking, he about, was talking about it yesterday. They're John, new stuff. Johnny Conductor Orchestra guy or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and Susie Cream Cheese. Yeah, that was... And Joey Bananas. All the hum yonkles. Yeah. All right, we're going to start with uh, the story about the Astroworld uh, Festival and uh, Houston Police Chief Tony or Troy Finner has released a statement confirming that he spoke to Travis Scott and his team prior to the Astroworld Festival regarding the serious safety concerns that he had uh, that he said he's never seen in 31 years of law enforcement. As previously reported, eight people were killed uh, with hundreds injured during a stampede at the concert. Chief Finner said in a statement, I met with Travis Scott and his head of security for a few moments last Friday prior to the main event. I expressed my concerns regarding public safety. And then in my 31 years of law enforcement experience, I have never seen a time with more challenging, with more challenges facing citizens of all ages to include a global pandemic and social tension throughout the nation. He said, I asked Travis Scott and his team to work with HPD for all events over the weekend and to be mindful of his social media messaging on any unscheduled events. Uh, This meeting was brief and respectful and a chance for me to address my public safety concerns as chief of police. He added, as I have previously stated, our criminal investigation continues and we're asking for everyone to be considerate for the grieving families during this incredibly difficult time. Please continue to lift them up in prayer. Did he uh, state that he saw anything that could be a potential issue with crowd uh, surging? Not in this statement. All right. Meanwhile, Travis has agreed to pay for the funeral of uh, eight of the people that died at the concert and uh, he announced a partnership with BetterHelp to provide further aid for individuals impacted by the tragedy. The company is offering free online sessions uh, with a licensed therapist. In addition, he has also agreed to refund everyone uh, that attended the concert. Now, related news, he's now facing seven more lawsuits that have been filed within the last 24 hours. And according to those close to the situation, more lawsuits against him are expected in the coming days. Uh, Houston law firm Roberts Markland LLP filed the seven uh, recent lawsuits that reportedly alleged that Travis and concert promoter Live Nation both failed to provide adequate security and a security plan to protect all those in attendance at Astro World. Uh, Travis continues to face fallout for the tragedy. Over 5,500 people signed a petition to prevent him from performing at next year's Coachella. Hmm. Fortnite has also removed his uh, music uh, emote from its system. Uh, shop following the tragedy. Uh, in other news, Travis is pulled out of the upcoming Day in Vegas music festival after the tragedy. The rapper was set to headline on November 13th. The website cites sources, a source that reveals that Scott is too distraught to play at the event. Okay. Uh, so I, there'll I, be I more just, on that. I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair to blame him. 
Well, we don't know. You, you we know. don't know. That we need it. What you need is an investigation of everything. Right. And then d- determine once all the information is in. Was he warned, um, you yeah. know, with any great, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if they were insisting or were they re- were they sheepish about it? Were they reticent to get the information through? How was it conveyed to him? How did he receive it? You know, that all has to be clarified, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so this, uh, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they, they're calling it his event. Yeah. Uh, so if he's the figurehead, if he's the guy that organized it, then obviously he's going to be one of the people that's going to be on the lawsuit. And was, then it all has to be hashed out. And then you find out right. where, where where things broke down. He was know? the only one to perform on that stage, too. They built that stage specifically for oh, him. Really? So there were there was a, it was a festival. There were other acts. But that mm. stage, which, by the way, cost $5 million for just that performance, uh, was was uh, exclusively made for him. And Steve, you were talking yesterday about how high up he was yeah. on one part of the stage. And there there are a lot of reports where he couldn't hear some of the things that were going on. But he also did stop the concert at one point, too. So right, right. there were points where it probably should have been stopped, but it's hindsight. You know, so you, you look back right. on it and like, yeah, it, it should have been stopped much earlier, but... You know, what it could have, should have. I don't know. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming in and stuff that's been, you know, uh, that came in initially that's been discredited. You, you don't know. Yeah, clearly there were breakdowns. And yes. they need yeah. to find out where those happened and who was at fault, and that's part of what's going to happen. Alec Baldwin is opening up about gun safety on film sets and TV sets. He fired a gun, of course, that had been uh, cleared for safety on the set of Russ last month, and that took the life of cinematographer uh, Lena Hutchins. On Monday, he shared on social media, quote, every film and TV set that uses guns, fake or otherwise, should have a police officer on set hired by the production to specifically monitor weapon safety. He didn't specify whether Rust had that precaution in place. Uh, the production has been uh, criticized as lax, with reports of uh, crew members boycotting the set over safety issues and of more than one gunfire accident on set. An investigation into who's at fault is ongoing, and police have not ruled out filing charges in that. So I was seeing a report that said that they had flouted some of the union rules about how you proceed with gun safety on the set. So that'll figure in a minute. Saying what you were saying about Travis Scott running the event, this was Alec Baldwin's movie he was producing. So right. he's going to be the guy who's going to get a lot of the lawsuits. Right. And then they'll work that out right, yeah, and yeah. see where the where the breakdown happened. Uh, James Corden has appeared in a few Broadway film adaptations and fans have seen enough, apparently, after his uncelebrated appearances in Cats and Into the Woods. Fans are hoping they won't have to see him in Wicked. Following the news that Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo are set to star in the big screen adaptation of the hit musical, a petition on Change.org has appeared, and it reads, James Corden in no way, shape, or form should be in or near the production of Wicked, the movie. That's pretty much it. It's it's pretty well. Did you see the movie, Cats? No. Oh, I have no my interest. God. Yeah. Is it that oh, bad? my God. I'm, I'm like, I remember thinking, I think I woke up towards the end of it, uh, and... and because uh, I, I just I just passed out and I thought, am I am I being tortured? Yeah. I, yeah, because it was just one of these things where you had all of these. There was this uncanny valley sort of thing going on because that fat cat looks like James Corden, or they, they were doing sort of CGI elimination of things, and they were. I mean, I I get the intent and the effort put into it, right. but it just did not pay off. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the stage show that's they're dressed like that. It's legendary. You know? so yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're gonna try and pull that off. And go another level in the movie, but uh, you know, did we need it? I don't we think need Cats so. Movie, I don't know. So anyhow, the signatures are coming in fast, and they're <laughs> approaching forty thousand as of yesterday of people who don't want him in Wicked. Any of you guys know Wicked? Well, uh, yeah, well, I've I don't seen know it, it at all. I've seen the broad, we're not Broadway, but the Merriam Theater production. Yeah, the tour. I, 
Loved it so much. Really? I, I, yeah. And I want to so... see it. I, I love the the idea of the story, and I just never have. I don't know any of the music, and I just haven't had a chance to see it. I didn't know anything about it. Didn't know any of the music going in, so I went in completely blind and deaf. I had no Pe- clue. People love it. I, my wife saw it and loved it. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, you know, the 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 big um, production. Uh, I, 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 we were like side stage. We were up. And, That's awesome. And the witch, she comes like flying, and we were like eye to eye with her. And and she ended up being the same one that uh, ended up being on Broadway. Her name was Jessica Vosk. Um, yeah, we. I just loved it. I, I, you know, I don't want to give anything well, on the, away. On the other hand, Ricky Gervais called uh, the movie Cats the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. <laughs> 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 All right, so people don't want a minute. Hillary Duff is here for their uh, for her daughter's new jewelry, and she doesn't care what anyone else thinks. What? Uh, the actress shared a shot of her seven-month-old daughter, Mae James, getting her ears pierced. And she wrote, yes, I pierced her ears today. Can't wait for the Internet to call me a child abuser <laughs> again. Let's go. So uh, what... I've seen babies, you know, young, you know, toddlers with ears just, just pierced. did it with my niece. She was about seven months old. That was about the age she went. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Uh, there's nothing I can do I mean, do she it. said to me, she goes, I had them. I'm fine. I had, I was nine months when I got my first C-ring. Oh, so, really? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that, that's not a piercing. Yeah. They yeah. just slipped that over. Right, yeah. So I that's wish, a little different. So I was uh, much older when I got my ears pierced, and I remember saying to my mom, why didn't you just do it when I was a baby so I didn't have to, deal, like, remember <laughs> so the pain? So I don't remember the pain? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dove shares Banks, Matthew, with uh, Matthew Coma. Banks is three, by the way, and Luca Cruz, who is nine, uh, with her ex, Mike Comrie. But, uh, yeah, she got her seven-month-old ears pierced, and she's waiting for people to beat her up about it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is opening up like never before about the demons she battled in her 20s. Mm. Uh, The 39-year-old tells the Sunday Times, I feel like most people around 27, the S hits the fan. Uh, Whatever is working in your brain, you can't live like that anymore uh, mentally. And I feel like I was angry. She said, you don't know... Uh, that you're repressing all this anger. It wasn't a conscious thing. Uh, she, what was that? Yes, yeah, hitting the fan. Oh, okay. Uh, Dunst says that uh, medication was involved. She said, it's hard to talk about such personal thing, but it is important to share, too. Huh. All I'll say is that medication is a great thing and can really help you come out of something. I was afraid to take something, and so I sat in it for too long. So... And I would recommend getting help when you need it. What movies was she making around the age of 27? Good was question. it Spider-Man or, or, or wasn't Bring It On, was it? That, mm, that movie's no. perfect. Yeah. That was a little bit earlier. Yeah. Maybe Spider-Man. What was the... Uh, I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless. Which he's really great in. Was that movie Wimbledon? Was she in that? Yeah, uh, she's 30, 39 now and you were saying early 20s, Preston? Yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah so this it was a little bit after Spider-Man, but yeah, Elizabethtown, Marie Antoinette. All right, uh, Spider Man Three. So yeah, I mean she, that that portion of her life. Okay. okay, yeah. So she says she was having trouble, but do you she remember that's um, medication, and she's uh, uh, it helped her. Do you remember at that time she was uh, people were calling her Kirsten Drunkst? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Uh, ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are making their romance work despite <laughs> their hectic work schedules, according to people. They're making it work. Uh, they spent the weekend together in Los Angeles, and uh, I love ben, you. Ben brought uh, Jennifer to the airport. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Jimmy, do you love me? You will. Do you have to bring that everywhere, Ben? <laughs> the voice. sound good. 
Uh, so he brought her to the airport for a flight to Vancouver. Like a Cinnabon. On Sunday. You will. <laughs> Uh, the pair were photographed kissing passionately on the tarmac. <laughs> Did that feel good? <laughs> it will. It will. <laughs> you want to do finger stuff here? Oh, my God. You will. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of scary. It is scary. No one wants to hear that in the dark, especially criminals. An insider tells the magazine, Jennifer and Ben spent the weekend together in L.A. They still have intense work schedules, but are finding time for each other whenever they can. This is good. This seems to be good. Uh, Do you guys think this is good? Oh, I, I, I think it's great. I'd, yeah. I'd celebrate this, yes. You know why? Because uh, Jennifer Garner approves, approves. Jennifer Garner approves. And, she, and I, I think she's the perfect woman. It also shows that, uh, you know, there's a, there's always a, there's a second chance in yeah. life. Maybe it didn't work the first time. Maybe now is the perfect time. This was the relationship that Marissa and I were talking about. She think, thinks it's all for show and that eventually they're going to do a big breakup. Huh. I don't think they don't need the show. It. I I really don't. No. I think that uh, I think that they are enjoying each other. Do you think this is for sure? <laughs> I think A Rod was for show. Oh, you don't think this one is? No. Oh, but, I thought you said this one. But this one's very planned out. Like huh. all of the photo shoots, all of the everything. Who's that woman in that other? <laughs> <laughs> well, stuff like this, you know, when these photos end up on in, in the press. They clearly know they're being photographed, so yes. this stuff is posed. Sure. sure. This, that yeah. part of it is like, nah. This is what I would set up in my new business. I'd be like, we're going to set up when well, who, you, you guys kiss. Who would you talk to first, Jay, uh, Jennifer or Ben? What do you mean? Or like, it, like it, is it one client at a time, or are you taking them on as together? A, well, no, if it, yeah, if, no, if the client is the couple. Okay. Uh, you invite them to uh, Floral and Hardy, and you have the uh, meeting. Well, no, that's way too public. Okay. We'd oh, have okay. to, yeah, no, oh, we'd right. have to go, oh. like, the secret um, right. upstairs Guppies. area. No, at Floral and Hardy, they have an upstairs area. We could hide up there. Okay. I'm going to Guppies. Right. <laughs> upstairs at Floral and I was Hardy. Thinking, I was thinking about you last night, Kathy. I was watching the... Um, oh, I was thinking about you, too. Oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. What were you doing? Taking a crap. This one really hurts. No, I was watching the... Uh, whatever happened to Brittany Murphy documentary. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's very good, isn't it? And so the, uh, the, the husband and, oh. and her mother start this weird campaign, and they hired a PR guy. And I was thinking of you because he came on. He's like, it was horrible. He's, yes. he's like, I was cringing looking at these people Aww. and what they were doing. And I thought about you and your repair job yeah. that you said you could do. It'd be hard for, for, for somebody to, to, to steer people in the right direction and get them... Uh, the kind of PR, positive PR. Yeah. You're right. But you're I, up to the challenge. I can do it. I can All do right. it. Preston, there's you. that sequence oh. where they're on Larry, Larry King. King. Oh, oh my God. it's the most oh, cringe-inducing. I, have I haven't finished watching it. i got like 20 minutes yeah, left. Yeah. It's really good. It's just the first episode because I think there's two mm-hmm. uh, the two yeah. episodes, but it's it's really well done. All right, so anyhow, back to Ben and Anywho. Uh So uh, according to this insider, they anyway. said... Anyway. Several times Jennifer flew to Austin for only a few hours before she had to return to filming in Vancouver. It's difficult for them to be apart, but apparently they're trying to make it work. Tell me, do you want to grab a bite? <laughs> you will. But I don't, I don't want to. You will. I'm okay. not hungry. Not right now. To, not right I'll now. I'll Steakhouse. Now. Okay, I'll go there. Onion. Actually, I prefer Texas Roadhouse. Is that okay? We'll prefer Outback Steakhouse. 
Uh, so earlier this year, Miles Teller, the actor, yeah. was assaulted in Hawaii. I remember yeah. this. Uh, according to reports, now I don't have I have very little information, but now prosecutors <sighs> believe a guy named Russell Nielsen intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly caused bodily injury to Teller. You know that they've altered the greeting in Hawaii now. They used to put a lay around your neck, and now they cold cock you. I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, that's not as friendly. That's not the Aloha spirit. <laughs> so uh, there were legal documents obtained by TMZ. I don't know anything other than that. No, I just saw the, what you saw, and, and it seems to be that uh, you know there was a little bit of a bizarre altercation, yeah. and that was that. Yeah, he's from our area. He went to Downingtown. Yep. Yeah, and he's a big Phil's fan and uh, local guy. Have we ever talked to him? I, 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 I want to say yes, but then I also want to say no. I don't think we have because I definitely would have harped on Whiplash quite a bit. Yes, about him and, well, we the, talked to, to uh, Damien Chazelle, Chazelle yeah. but, but not Miles Teller. So during uh, Monday's Big Brother VIP, oh, that's a thing, I guess. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> opened up about her relationship with ex Chris Jenner. Yeah, this is the Australian version, right? It just says yeah. Big Brother VIP. I, I don't know. It was on Monday. Uh, he, uh, she said, I would say from my standpoint, our relationship is not as good as it should be. It should be better. Uh, <laughs> the Olympian told her housemates, I don't have any hard feelings towards her. Uh, I wish that it was closer, but it's not, meaning their relationship. Yeah, uh, me, can I borrow your blowtorch? I'm going to shave my legs. Uh, Caitlin said, our relationship is okay. I think it could be better just because of the kids. Uh, it's always the way that you have that. Uh, it's all about how the mother and father, how they get along together. Uh, is it easy? Is it good? Do they see each other? Is there oh, any, hell, I don't know. Is there any tension? <laughs> oh, hell, I don't know. Uh, so Caitlin is saying, yeah, that uh, that she and, and Chris are kind of just... Who wants ambrosia? Fading apart. But divorces, even if there's not a, uh, you know, a, a sex change involved yeah. or it, anything like that... They they can be. I knew some some people who were uh, they had a fairly amicable amicable breakup, and as years went on, it just it just fizzled out completely. Like it's they, sad, they, isn't they it? never really uh, stayed friends. They didn't hate each other, but it just kind of faded out. And that's probably what's going on there. That's so. when love goes away. Yeah, it does. Uh, Regina Hall, the actress, is set to star in a sequel of Midnight Run. I liked it. With Robert De Niro attached to produce. Not to be in it, but to produce. So, uh, you know, you would also... I like it, and I I also see the issue of not having Charles Grodin, right? And not having... Well, he was... uh, He's what made the movie He's what made the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, but uh, De Niro, having him in it, maybe not as the star, but maybe as a side character, I think would be kind of nice to frame it. Yeah, Uh, it could be fun, but... Is it necessary? No, but no. You, you could still have a, you know it could still be a good movie. But that's it's just a classic. If they include a Ben Affleck Batman cameo, that'd be great. <laughs> I went to. Uh, I don't know why that's necessary. Are you running? You will. I went on a uh, Dennis Farina kick not that long. Well, who does it? Uh, well, I did. Yeah, uh, and that's why I brought it up because he's in uh, Midnight Run. He's great, great in and it. He's, and yep. he, in uh, Get Shorty, he's fantastic. He, and he was a he was a cop for a long Chicago time. Chicago cop. Yeah. In fact, he, the first time I saw him, Nick was on the series. Um, uh, God, it was it was it was from Michael Mann. It was God. I can't believe I'm having a brain fart. Was that crime story? Oh, crime okay. story. Oh okay. man, it was so good. But he's great in the in my Midnight Run as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Midnight Run come out nineteen came out nineteen eighty eight. It come out in nineteen eighty eight. It come out nineteen eighty eight. It starred uh, De Niro as a bounty hunter <laughs> who is tasked with tracking down a former mob accountant. Hey, <laughs> when that movie come out? Played by the late Charles Grodin. It's time for Preston Bayou movie review. <laughs> uh, the buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gonna tell you what good see that movie that that, that bum bum bum. <laughs> The buddy comedy, see that that duo driving cross country. <laughs> that, that car driving along making saying all crazy talk. Full guarantee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to evade uh, both the FBI and the mob. I'm giving this tree gators. Uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn night. <laughs> what? That's a hell of a cinema there. Uh, Chewing up all that damn popcorn and them snow caps. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's uh, Aisha Carr is writing the movie. Story details in the sequel to being kept under under wraps. Uh, Universal <laughs> had been trying to make a sequel or remake uh, since the 1990s. In the early 2010s, Timothy Dowling was uh, writing a script with the idea of having De Niro's character Jack Walsh uh, paired with a younger comedic foil, but that never really came together. So they're going with a completely different approach with uh, Regina Hall. She's great, by the way. She's awesome. Do you, do you know what happens, though, uh, with these things, Preston? I think you probably will agree with it. It's like it seems like a bad idea until they make it, and if it's actually good, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, try it. Right. You know? Yeah. Like Coming to America, this the, the sequel. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. I got to watch yeah. it. I just... I heard one or two, you know, people say, nah, and I was like, oh, man. It's not as first good as the was first. So, it was so great and important to me that I don't want to, you know what I mean? <laughs> to but me, I'll watch it. To me, the, one of the funniest parts in case you saw Nick, did you see it? I did, yeah. Arsenio Hall's African shaman character yes. is, yeah. is so hilarious. The, I mean, the best parts are the it, same best parts of yeah. the first one. When they're playing the other characters and, and uh, you know, and then the outtakes and the stuff at the end, I, I found myself laughing out yeah. loud. I know what character of his I love in the first movie is Reverend Brown. That's great. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord is wrong. I want to be right. With his huge teeth. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Uh, oh, how about this? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's played um, a bunch of real-life figures throughout yes. his uh, Oscar-winning career. Now, the 46-year-old is poised to add one more, and he is in final talks to step into the shoes of controversial cult leader Jim Jones. Oh. So, uh, wow. He's at the right age to play this. Now, years ago, Powers Booth starred in a miniseries. Spot on. And he was amazing. I think he won the Emmy for the performance, and the, the miniseries was was great. Guyana Cult of the Damned yes. was the name of it. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, do, uh, so I saw this, and I agree with you, Preston. I think uh, DiCaprio is an amazing actor. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and I'm. Fascinated by the People's Temple, and and every time you watch any documentary, Preston on it, there's a part, at least in me, that kicks in. That's like, oh, you can avoid it. Oh, you can avoid it. You can I avoid know. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know, but you have you have yeah. vulnerable people and a very charismatic person who just lied and yeah. told them the things that they want needed to hear at that time and manipulated them like crazy and talked. 900 people, or most of them, into yeah. committing group suicide. Yeah. It was just, if you ever, if you're not, if you're younger and you're not familiar with that story, if you ever look at aerial photos of all of those people in this mass suicide, yeah. you just can't believe that that actually happened, and it did. Uh, so, yeah, he's in the final talks. Uh, it's written by Scott Rosenberg, who did uh, Venom and the Jumanji franchise and the upcoming Citadel. Oh, that's a departure. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Jumanji, Jumanji to, to yeah. Jim Jones. Yeah. Uh, the project was picked up by MGM in a preemptive deal and finds DiCaprio producing alongside Jennifer Davison through their APN Way banner. 
Uh, of course, is the leader of the religious group known as the People's Temple. Jones was responsible for one of the largest mass deaths in history as he orchestrated a group of sui- group suicide that claimed the lives of 909 individuals. So, Preston, the picture has been called up on the screen here in the oh. studio. Uh, and and as, as it started to happen... Uh, Jones had some uh, of his uh, his goons. Yep. People started to say, "No, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know." And he would they would hold them at gunpoint and make them drink it. Yep, it was real, real bad. Uh, so anyhow, uh, no word on when this project will come to light, but I'm fascinated by that subject. So, and he's he's excellent, uh, DiCaprio. Um, oh, in a first, viewers will be able to stream 13 Marvel movies in a new format called IMAX Enhanced on Disney+. Plus. So do you know what this is? Well, yeah, it's expanding the aspect ratio thing. Right, the way Zack Snyder did it for the Snyder Cut. So right. you're going to get more information on screen. Yeah, 26% more of the film image on the home screens, uh, screen. So this launches on Friday. Uh, and the light-up includes, uh, includes uh, Shang-Chi and Iron Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, a whole bunch of them. I think I'm going to have to sample that a little bit because yeah. uh, they made a strong case with, with Zack Snyder's ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, be, and here's and I, a number of directors have explained it. Um, when you have a larger-than-life character, that vertical you know that that framing, that box, that more squared box, gives you more of a giant appearance. A ultra wide screen shrinks everything, and and so the enormity of a character like a Superman seems to be diminished a bit. Do you need a special setup to watch no. this? Okay, no. uh, I remember watching uh, the Dark Knight on in IMAX at right. uh, I think it was the Franklin Institute, or maybe it was it was downtown. Anyway, that opening shot, yeah. Um, with with in the uh, in Chicago with you know the Joker's bank heist at the beginning of it, it it that resonated with me and I would love to see that aspect again. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, Nolan loves to work with IMAX. Yeah, so that's coming out on Friday. Uh, and then one last thing, Sony has shared the first official poster for Spider Man No Way Home. No way uh, shows Tom Holland's Spider Man surrounded by Doc Ock's tentacles. Uh, Willem Dafoe's The Green Goblin uh, lurks in the background as well. I'm just, I'm, I'm, how excited are you for Dude, this? December 17th. It December is not 17th. that far off. And we're getting we're getting movies. I love it. Then we have The Flash movie coming out. You saw that trailer with, uh, the, with the Michael Keaton from behind his Batman. And when is... Any idea when that's coming out? Gosh, and, you I know, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. It's coming out fairly soon, though. Oh, yay. Excellent. Yippee. All right. Uh, mystery Clips. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought I gave it. No, uh, don't. Uh, oh, oh, no, uh, I got it. I got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yep, 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 yep. Not going to waste all that hard work. And we'll go with this. Uh, in Tick, Tick, Boom, a young composer in New York City discovers the pressures and difficulties of being an artist in the city that never sleeps. In this, in this clip, star Andrew Garfield explains his character's biggest concern. Here we go. The question that John was plagued with that kept him up at night was what what am I going to do while I'm here and how do I how do I make it the most meaningful version were you you were you John were you Jonathan Larson to the extent that you could have been cut it out uh tick tick boom will be streaming on Netflix this Friday so I've actually been listening to a little bit of the soundtrack because this is the story that uh the gentleman who wrote rent yeah remember he it's an amazing story he died the night before it opened on Broadway this is his Story that he wrote oh. about himself and Andrew oh, wow. Garfield 
is a singer, and he sings in this, and it's really good. And, my, and so my daughter's been sort of obsessed with the soundtrack. So I saw a documentary on mm-hmm. him, and it's an amazing story that this guy sunk his very essence into Rent and didn't really ever get to see the cultural, yeah, you know, thing it became. Yeah. Here's the next clip. Army of the Dead fans currently basking in the prequel Army of Thieves, knowing that there is more on the horizon. In this clip, producer Zack Snyder shares what is in store for the entire franchise. As far as the animated series, Shay and I did the entire thing. Um, you know, because that's another two hours of content, you know, basically that you're going to get. Another, you know, uh, Shay wrote the entire script for Army of Thieves. He and I wrote Army of the Dead together. You know, we have a plan for uh, Army 2. Army of Thieves is now streaming on Netflix, and we spoke to Zach where you're at the camp out for hunger. If you get a chance, catch this, Preston. It is a, a straight-up caper movie, but it is, it's a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, and speaking of camp out for hunger, we are going to have the totals uh, for food, hey. food and money thus far, because actually Acme is going to continue uh, collecting uh, your donations until Thanksgiving, which is wonderful. But we'll give you the rundown of that uh, as we get to Bizarre Files, so roughly an hour from now, so we're excited to uh, announce that information. All right, let's take a break. Come back in just a second. We have just a beautiful morning to share. 70 degrees and sunshine today. It's going to be fantastic. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Philly. Come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. Real quick, I'm going to do a shout-out. This an email came in and said, uh, Hey, guys, after three and a half years of trying, my wife Kelsey and I were finally able to get pregnant with our first child. All right. Halfway through the pregnancy, I got a call uh, that she was in the ER with massive bleeding. She had what is called a placenta abruption. Hmm. Uh, it's a rare condition that only 10% of babies survive from. But I'm happy to let you know that Quentin Robert Van Wingarden, it's a great name, Aww. was born a few weeks ago. Healthy and happy as ever. So if I could get a shout out to my wife, Kelsey. Uh, the best thing awesome. that ever happened to me for giving me the other bestest thing that ever happened to me, our son, Quinn. That would be great. And it says, if you could read this on October 15th, 2042, for his 21st birthday, that would be great. We can do that. Thanks. That's Joel Van Wingarden, uh, who had emailed in. So, Joel, no problem, and congratulations to you guys. And uh, since having a baby meant you had sex, we're going to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Casey queued up some music for me. I saw an interesting, and this this has to do with with sex and also chores. Okay, um, so hopefully sex is not a chore for you. Uh, but according to this uh, poll that was done with Kelton Global, twenty percent of the the uh, people polled said that they would give up sex for a year if it meant not having to do the dishes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, there's always some sort of uh, variation on this theme, which is: can you incite people to complete their chores with the promise of sex? Remember that was an issue a while ago. Uh, I would do uh, the opposite on this. I would do dishes for a year if it meant more sex. Wow. You know, I don't okay. mind dishes yeah. are like the least. Like I will clean <sighs> all of the dishes. Um, I hate for whatever reason. I hate emptying the dishwasher. Okay. Like I, 
I knew someone, Kathy, who would purposely never use her dishwasher simply because she hated un- unloading it. I mean, you So should... she would hand wash all her dishes and put them away as she was doing them just to avoid emptying the I wish dishwasher. I would have taken a picture. I wish we were going to have this conversation. I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, so... You have all those sex pics. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really wanted to send nudes uh-huh. to you guys, and this would have been the perfect reason. No, um, I just this past weekend, there was so much in the sink, and I, wa- I washed it all and put it on the counter because the dishwasher was full and clean, and I didn't want to put it away. This shows you where our mindset is at and our current state in life. We've just sort of moved into a dishwasher discussion from sex. Yes. But um, right? I'll say this, Preston, to that point. we are, Our dishwasher wasn't working for the longest time, and so we're hand-washing everything. And then when it came back online, I just remember looking at, at Claire going... This is the way it should be. Uh, you can put it in the machine and it'll clean it for you. I would like to see Kathy's version of full sink versus my version of full <laughs> oh, sink. Oh, yeah. I'm no, sure it's, it's much way it's different. Way different. It yeah. is. Put the spoon in here. By the way, I, I'm all for <laughs> using the dishwasher uh, as opposed to hand washing. And I, I saw a. Uh, and, and my wife would rather, like, cram the dishwasher as oh, I hate that. full as it could possibly yeah. get. Not everything gets clean, of course, what ends up happening. But I, I saw a stat in, in, of course, a dish detergent commercial. Of course. Like, uh-huh. You use way less water. You waste way less water if you use the dishwasher. And I'm like, there you go. So right. we try- I don't have to fill it all the way up. I can just fill it most of the way up and start it up. I agree with you. So mm-hmm. I, we tried this new detergent that they're advertising. Again, this is how pathetic we are. Uh, this detergent says you can just take it without even washing it off in the sink. And just put it right into the dishwasher, and it will clean everything. I'm like, really? Like, like, like? I mean, just if you fried something, and it, and uh, we put it, there's no way it could work. No way it could work. And guess what? It does it. Now, <laughs> exactly. You can't leave too much chunky stuff. No, well, can't. the commercial specifically says you I know, can do but that. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah. it'll clean them, yeah. but but it all ends up at the base of your of your yeah. dishwasher, mm-hmm. and then you got to go and you got to clean that. Up. That's, still, it's not good for your dishwasher. No, I still don't think that. Steve, I'm I'm with you. I use three uh-huh. different things in the dishwasher that claim. That right. it's, don't worry, there's not going to be anything. Don't need left to it. rinse it. No, yeah. Yeah. well, not not even rinse it. Just like because I, I rinse everything, yeah. and I know there's been stories. Oh, you don't have to. Whatever. I, I rinse everything, and then I put it in the dishwasher, and there's still stuff left on some of the plates or like the spoons or or whatever. And I I'm not kidding. I put three separate things in the dishwasher. <laughs> You're like a chemist, and yeah. it doesn't work. I essentially wash the dishes before I even put them in the dishwasher. I don't even know why I even I, I actually How much? You, soap. Um, it depends. Okay. I mean, if you're talking about like uh, something that's got like a lot of crud on it, like the, right. the the pans and stuff like that, I will definitely use soap. Because well, I think when, once when over with a, with a sponge makes sense. But like, uh-huh. if you're gonna wash them, I I essentially I don't. I barely even use a dishwasher. Well, okay. if, if I'm doing the dishes, I'm like, I'm just gonna do the dishes, which is weird because when I was a kid, I always used it. We never hand washed, but we also had to. Do you guys? Uh, we had to roll our dishwasher out. Right? So our dishwasher kind of like sat in the pantry. Yeah. And we had to roll it out and then hook it up to the sink. Old school. Old school. Yeah. We we, we had one like that for a brief period. And that dishwasher actually got the dishes clean. Let me uh, ask you then. So dishwashing's not your your, uh, chore at home? No, what would no, you, we what try would to you, make it the kids' chore. What would you um, give up? Give up that as the original proposal yes. was. What would you give up sex for a year uh, to avoid doing as um, a chore? Chore around the house. Uh, I, I, um, folding laundry. Yeah. I hate it. Hate it. So hate you, you, it. You give up, would you give up sex for a year? 
It, now, mind you, no. both your hands work. None of it. Nope. I know. You both could still hands. pleasure yourself. You could definitely still do that. But no, I couldn't give it up for a year, man. I'm that's surprised, Kath. That it, because of your organizational skills and your desire well, for that's neatness. The, that's the thing. I don't like the way anybody else folds. So oh. I, re, I refold so everything. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, here's the text. says, I became a master plumber, carpenter, and electrician in exchange for sex with my wife. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I get that. Somebody else texted in and said, uh, my wife hates unloading the dishwasher. I love, and, and uh, they, they're the opposites. He oh. said that's why I married her. Oh, perfect uh, match. Is because he 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 likes unloading and oh, she likes filling. Great. There you go, right? That's perfect, yeah. yeah. I'm a good filler, I have to say. Any any chore that you guys did? Well, Kathy said folding laundry. Blacksmithing. The cat, the cat uh, litter box. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah. that's my least favorite. That's a bad Do you have one? one? That, um, one box, I yeah. have one, one cat, one box. Right. Yeah, I so know, I know you're on a different planet, but still, I, I I always say this: whether it's one or thirteen or fourteen, no no, no one, one digs the cat. No one likes it. Oh boy. Yeah, but I've <laughs> just <laughs> I've given it up. Like I'll do I'll do like three chores in order to get out of doing that one chore. You know, so that's how much I hate doing <laughs> you know, that one. You know what I keep doing though, is, and, and my wife complains. Uh, so she'll do it in the morning, and then I keep. I don't want to do it right before I go to bed. You know, I don't want right. to. I don't want to do thirteen cat boxes. So I end up bumping it earlier and earlier oh, you in do the it, day. Like, right after I she want, does, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the cats are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> we we do. There is somebody who listens to the show who who is a like a fabricator, right? He he is somebody who's actually able to make things right, like out of plastic and stuff. I'm fairly certain we would talk to a guy. Okay. A haberdasher? No, 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 no. no. So what this guy, I need him to make is is a a, a, a basically a mesh lid that you would put on top of a cat box. Gotcha. And then you would put a cat box on top of that. And all you would have to do is flip the lid, do a little bit of sifting like you're sifting for gold. And then all of your turds and piss are sitting on that mesh. And then you're done. Here's the deal. It wouldn't, even with the best litter, you'd still have to do a little bit of scraping. Yeah. So, so in theory, so there are cat boxes that work on that theory. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the first. Electric cat boxes sort of use that theory. But at a certain point, and we use the best litter around, I believe, arm and hammer, kitty litter, you're still going to have to get in there a little bit and yeah. do a little scoopage. Forget the sex talk. This is way more interesting. Um, Steve, I have a question. I have sure. uh, side peers. The yes. cats pee, like, kind of to the side. Okay. So I need, like, a, almost like a dome or something or something. They with- have them. Uh, not all cats like I that, know, though, because they feel the they feel they are. Some cats feel they are very vulnerable, and they want to be They're able like to traps. see everything. Right? I know. So, so what do we I have do? done is we have hung um, like runner mats by by hooking into the wall around the cat box area. So even if it does breach the wall, it's just On hitting the, the plastic. Mat, yes, and then you <clears> take <throat> that and wash it. Right, and 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 it actually it, it works very well. Right. Okay, so here's this. This could forget the sex. Let's this talk could about touch litter. a nerve. I know. Now we're talking about laundry and litter and, and <laughs> dishes. Awesome. Let's talk about kitty litter. Let's talk about doing the dishes. Let's talk about turds and piss and molding laundry and the desperate beings we become. <laughs> All your turds and piss. All right, listen to this. this we talk kitty litter. This this uh, text says, "I'm with Kathy. I hate." The way my husband folds clothes and the way he loads the dishwasher and the way he puts them away in the cabinets, too. It makes me want to smother him in his sleep. <laughs> do you want to know how I know? My wife does it in a very in a very tactful way. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. 
Like if I, whatever, if oh, I'm doing when you're something? doing it wrong, here, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Here, I'll do I that. think that's I know. Right. So what am I effing up? <laughs> so I never, like my dad would always say, you're doing it half-assed, and, and, uh, and I never understood how he truly felt until I became a father. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I've thrown a couple of other expletives in there besides half-assed. But um, uh, I think my kids purposely do a terrible job, so I don't ask them to do it anymore. (laughs) You know you did as a kid. Yeah, so with my son and the way he was doing dishes, I said, dude, you are going to – this is going to be your job exclusively. Until you get it right? Until you do a good job, and then I will then pass it off. So when it comes to – Folding laundry. Here's the deal. When I was when I was a, a younger, I started to take a uh, uh, an IQ test, an intelligent quotient test. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so part of that are like shapes and things like that. <laughs> okay, that you know go together and and so on. You know, like the square peg and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. thing. I'm just not good at that. Yeah, it's just not. It's not your thing. I'm stupid. Okay, so and and I think intelligent. I'm, I don't think I'm very intelligent because of that. I don't, I don't remember what my score was. So so things like. Folding shapes, folding laundry, and so on. My wife has a very specific way that she folds, like, our dish towels and stuff like that. And I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> She's <laughs> showed me before. And folding regular towels, too. Uh, I have my way. She has her way. And we just, we can't, we I don't you. see eye to eye. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm, I'm not that I can, strong a folder. <laughs> I can make you feel better when I was going to... Uh, Go to take an IQ test. I thought it was a DQ test. Oh, we were going oh, to dairy queen. Oh, dairy queen. That's how um, stupid I am. No ice cream. No, I would have been, been pissed. Just a number two pencil. Do you um, guys follow um, Simon Holland? I feel like you do, Case. Do you? I Instagram? know that name. All right, he just posts like these these funny memes and stuff. But he just posted the other day. Sorry, you finally folded in thirds, only for your wife to tell you we now roll the towels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the rolling the towel thing became a thing, and I'm like, oh. I, I didn't realize that. So, and and I I actually kind of like it. It's easier. Oh yeah, no, we don't do the roll thing. Yeah, we, we do, do the roll. I, I fold. I think I fold in thirds. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah. I, I can't so when you believe do, when you do a sh- like a shirt, mm-hmm. uh, like like a, sh- a short sleeve. Uh, so here's the, the the body of the shirt. I take the the sleeve, fold that part <laughs> over by a third. Take the other sleeve, fold that over by a third, and, and then, then fold. fold the collared part yeah. up. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's what part, I right? do. Like the gap. Like you're right. doing it like a store would. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's fine and acceptable. Right. If it's just going in the drawer, you don't have about to do it that way. T-shirts, right? right? T-shirts. Yes. All right, here's the deal, And guys. suits. That's how I fold my suits. This is what I'm going to tell you to do. And this is what I've been doing for the past couple of years. Just hang your T-shirts. Oh. Mm. oh hang yeah. your T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have, a, I, I have too many yeah. T-shirts. Wait, I, no, oh, that's, you I, 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 went, I, I went exclusively to hanging my T-shirts. With those little velvet, like, Because uh, then you go digging through the drawer. Uh, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Can I, I want to show you a way not to dig through the drawer. Give me the T-shirt. But hang on. Did you see the way By I folded this? Yeah. That's this, not a, was, this originated as a sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad fold, right? It's not a bad fold, but... No, it's that. fine. That's show, great. I want to show you a trick. And if... So, uh, I mean, listen. If you have a big enough closet that you can hang your T-shirts, then obviously you're going to see all of them. But this is what I do with Jace's drawer because it was become a disaster and so now he can open the drawer he can look in it and he can see every t-shirt okay now okay. i will do my best to describe what kathy is doing so I'm she's doing, i'm doing what steve said like the right. the thirds like folding the okay yep. the shirt in thirds okay yep hold on this is a little messy but all right yeah we get it okay, okay. so so we're gonna fold it like that yeah 
and, and then, then fold it again in fold half. Fold it again in half, and it goes in the drawer like this. So you can see so the display see the, on the shirt. You can see a little bit of the design uh-huh. on the shirt, and like then you don't lay them flat. You stand them up vertically, right. but you need other shirts to hold them up in order well, to be. Wait right. a so second. How, just, how are you storing that? Like that, just like that. But she would she would put a whole bunch of them like files and cray I mean? cray. And yeah. if it's a so this is a little bit. That's how I do Jace's small shirts. If if you have a guy's okay. shirt, there's a different way that you can fold it that it will fit in the drawer. I like that. Let me, um, let me fold because I want to see if this is acceptable in your. That's world. still more work than. Do hanging you put up. snacks in your bras? <laughs> no, but I used to put my chapstick there in college. Yeah, is this <laughs> Going to the bar like this. No. Wow. No, that's not acceptable. I'll not tell you that right you, now. Pal. Uh, yeah, so Nick and that... <laughs> Nick, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, Kathy, I mean, though. A little neater, but yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah, a yeah. human. Maybe like a human. Right. Hang on. What? Instead of a baboon oh folding God, clothes. I was trying to do it as fast as possible, jerk We're off. folding laundry on the radio. <laughs> like oh, my God. Rock and roll! Yeah. Forever, Kathy! <laughs> Look, then One you more can, fold at the end. Then you can put it in the drawer yeah, right. that way. Just a little smaller. All right, come on over. All right, so this is an easy way. This is how, <laughs> this is how I pack for uh, for trips and whatnot. Okay. But I'm going away with the girls. By the way, uh, those of you on YouTube are getting something out of this because you can watch this, no, this taking place. This and is the easiest way. Now Casey fold. is uh, using a chair. No, I need a better. I need a better. Where's our folding chair. table? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I just mm-hmm. go like boom. That's how I pack. No. What? No. Then you have the sleeves. Yeah, the sleeves. Yeah. 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 Sleeves are all askew. Uh, it's go. horrible. Suck on that, a-hole. Uh, it's all right, but it's too long for a it's, suitcase. It's big. No, it's, it's you're not. gonna you're gonna have bad crease marks. How many uh, hangers do you have, Case? Do you oh think? My god. Oh Thousands? dude, I have uh, I got two hangers right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh my god. There, Casey brought it back to the ball. Um, you know what? Two, I asked my I wife. Two right there. <laughs> there my legs, man. I, I want to see a picture. Oh my I, my asked my wife to send a picture okay. because n- we'll my see a picture of your hangers. <laughs> how many I times? How many times do you fold your, your pants over? So do uh, here, I try fold those. Okay. Tri-fold? Oh, I do too. I well, fold it in, in half and then one more. I time. do that as well. Yeah. Well, you fold it. In half, half right. right, and then in well, half, yeah, 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 and half right. again, so that you have them, and then I want to see it. the the designs on them. I you hang know, my like pants. like juicy. I want to make sure that's on the back. <laughs> Your rhinestones. <laughs> hang on, I let, hang let me go socks. to I'm going to go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew, you're on the air. Good morning, Gadzooks. what's up, man? So, I worked in a retail store for years down the shore, and you know they taught us you have to fold it at the collar so that you had the design and it showed the front and everything like that. Yes. And it, it has gone into the way that I fold laundry. Okay. My fiance will not fold it that way. She folds it where she, she rolls it over and the sleeves match and then folds it underneath. It drives me up. That's kind of the way Casey was doing it here in our studio. So, okay. So, and that drives you crazy? Me okay, question. Is she folding your laundry that way or her laundry that way? <laughs> so she has always done the, the mix of the whites and the blacks and the colors and the whatever. Okay, the I separating. Just, I just throw everything in the laundry. So if I do it, everything gets done. If she does it, she only does, you know, what's hers. She only does it the right way. <laughs> I everything goes in at the same time for me. I do my laundry and do you use cold water? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I don't know. 
I throw it in there. I don't know. I I throw it in there. The the washer senses Thanks, itself how much water it needs it's to self-aware. use. It's self-aware. It's self-aware. That's cool, right? Yeah. That's like a new uh, I haven't yeah. new I haven't had bleeding colors in a long long time. Me neither. Yeah. Uh I think they've I think they've These gotten colors past don't run, that, right? I, well, I was, yeah. well, because <laughs> I'll accidentally throw a white shirt in with the darks and I'm like, "Oh my god." And meanwhile, it's fine. Yeah. Dude, I had my my friend Danny, his dad did I I left a shirt over there. It was one of my all-time favorite t-shirts. It? it was Animal. From uh, from the Sesame Street, the, from yeah, the from Muppets. Uh, the Muppet Show. I was a drummer at the time in a yeah. band, and he <laughs> freaking went from white to pink, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" Oh, my parents turned everything I owned that was white pink, oh. both of them, and that really doesn't happen anymore. I've noticed. Yeah, I I've done I, little experiments. They have the. the I still the bleeding color the thing is is a thing of the past. But correct? I still won't wash the and and if I won't wash the whites with with darker colors. And also, I for the first time washing a garment for the first time. Will you put maple syrup in it? No, I won't put it in with like other stuff <laughs> because I'm afraid it'll bleed. And like you said, right. it probably doesn't anymore. Hang on, have you guys ever heard of the Marie Kandu way oh, yeah. of folding laundry? We I have talked not. about. Yeah. Let me go to Jeff. Hey Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good. What's up, buddy? Yeah, so my wife does does it that way. That way, it's like this feng shui way of folding the clothes. Like it drives me insane because she tries to get me to do it, and I just pretend like my arms don't work every time. <laughs> you you, you have you have that. a full paralysis. She's the one who has the Netflix series. That, no. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Elimination of stuff. And she's got a special yeah. way of folding laundry. Yeah, like she's a very she's a minimalist, right? Yes. Like yeah. it's, yeah. she's a special way of doing everything, but it's all designed to make their uh, less impact in your life, less clutter, that kind of thing. Okay. I th- I think a lot of this stuff Thanks, that she's Jeff. doing, though, it, to me is you're you then start to lose time. You start yeah. to lose. Yeah, it looks very. No, but think about how good you'd feel when it's all. <laughs> no, I would, but I that would, would not. I, do. I love it's it. It's tidy and put away and minimal and perfect. perfect. Yes. Um, you know, and my wife follows... She would have you'd be a good drill instructor. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> my wife follows these people on, on Instagram, and, you know, there's this one lady. She just sits there, and she talks into the camera. She's folding her family's laundry. And, and so I watched with her the one time. I'm like, she's I not even... Do- my children. She's not even doing a good job. But, dude, she is now the breadwinner. Yes. Like, her because husband yes. quit the job. People watch her do... Chores, right? Yes, it's bizarre. Uh, the problem is, it's going to be like a thousand other people who believe now that they can make a living. They can do chores. Yeah. Hey, Beth, by the um, way, we have a new uh, YouTube poll. This is the first time I think we've done one of these. Oh. Nick Murphy just sent me a text. Oh no. And, yeah. So there's a YouTube poll of who folded it best uh, <laughs> right, right now. Kathy's in the lead. Of course uh. she is. Yeah. So it's uh, Preston, Casey, Kathy, Nick. Uh, I am losing by a lot. Um, but uh, so if you were watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see who folded it or you can vote for who hey, folded it the place. best. Hey, uh, hey. And that's my method. You use my method. Kathy, you fold we use your, the same method. You fold your underwear, right? You know what? You don't um, just nail it on the wall. <laughs> no, yes, I, I do. And I use my underwear drawer used to be like. Like a regular drawer, but it's not so like much. Like a regular drawer. Well, you know what I mean? with every, Like the like the shirts all nicely in there. It's the, the underwear. that gets closest to my hoo-hoo. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I had a kid, and there's no time for that. No, there's so, no so you time just, for do you that. Just, do you throw your underwear in a drawer? Just toss it all in there? Yeah, I mean, it's all, all on, willy-nilly? on the left mm. side of the... And then there's other stuff like on that. the right side. So right here I, I have my underwear and sock drawer uh, sharing a... Uh, so, um, Preston, I also did the thing. I just bought the same socks. 
You know, so it doesn't matter. You're not you, then you're not yeah. matching them up. Yep. And then I have my uh, my underwear it. is folded very nicely. This is Kate. We're looking at a picture of Casey's uh, um, closet, and you've got your colors arranged properly. That's your closet. That's yeah, closet. no, it's, it's not. Yeah, it very is. well organized. Like well, didn't you excellent, ha- Casey? I am so proud of you. <laughs> Happy. You had an organizer yeah. come over, didn't you? Well, so I had, yeah, the, um, and it was for like the Philly Home Show, or whatever. Right. They came in and oh, uh, they insane. they didn't organize it for me. What they did is they built like the, the shelving and the compartments and all that. And, and then, then so I started in. that whole giant, the biggest part of my closet is <laughs> because the biggest part of my wardrobe <laughs> is my t shirts. <laughs> and, and so that has been my life for, gosh, at least five years now. As, as you pointed out, yes. though, if you're going to do that, you have to have the edges w- where you don't get those bizarre, like, uh, shoulder bumps. Well, so those are the, the hangers. hangers. Hanger to, technology yeah. these days, Steve, <laughs> yeah. is amazing. I get my hangers at, like, TJ Maxx. Heavy hangers. Uh, heavy hangers at TJ Maxx or, like, Home Goods or whatever. <laughs> They're longer, and they have, like, a... Like a like a felt sort of velvet. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I hate about. those. Yeah. These must be oh, felt. I, love that. I, hate, I hate the felt ones, man, because the, the material sticks to it when you're trying to you get it God out of there. It's hard to get it off of there. But well, like when you're the old... hanging dozens of T-shirts at a time, you, you kind of get better at it. Are they all the same hangers? Yes, look at them. I'm yeah. very yeah, impressed. Consistency. Yeah. I don't have that uh, option. My I have a smaller closet. You know, you're uh, in an older home. Right. Where, like, uh, right. So I, right. same thing when I was growing up, a, I have a butter churn in my closet. <laughs> like those, the, the people that were, you know, living in the late 1800s. Not a lot of T-shirts. They did, <laughs> you know, they kind of like wore the same clothes yeah. like every day. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, so there, I've had, I've owned this for seven weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Like I had a closet growing up, Steve. That was essentially it was just in the corner. Yeah, and it had like you could hang a couple of like you couldn't hang anything there. Get the dishwasher yeah. in there, right? Yeah. yeah. At one point, my mother slept uh, in it. She no 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 no. Uh, when I had moved upstairs to the uh, to the attic, there were no closets up there, and strawberries and clothiers went out of business, or or they closed, <laughs> and my mom got like a, a department store. Hanger. It was like a round. That works. And that's what I had oh, in the If in you the have room. the room, yeah. have that in the, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. You could hide in those when you went, mom went yes, shopping right. <laughs> in the mall. Hang on, I want to go I to. I hide them now. <laughs> Where's Steve? <laughs> John wants to talk about the Ranger roll. Okay. Ranger roll. Way to fold laundry, I assume. I assume it's a military way. They were really pushing boundaries I this know. morning. Uh, <laughs> right before the segment, I told you guys, I'm like, I got like three or four sex stories that are going to tie together. Let's go. Bill started with people who who would give up sex for a year to do di- to not do dishes any longer, and it led to all your household chores and how we do them. So, John, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, John? Uh, first time calling, so I was just ah. excited here. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to let you uh, bring you up to speed on a Ranger roll. It's a military method of uh, packing T-shirts. Um, okay. It's a little hard to explain over the air, but if you guys want to Google it or something... We're, we're looking at, at a video right now that we believe, knowing Connor, that is actually the Ranger roll, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool method of doing it. It's not, you're not going to be able to see what the T-shirt says in the front, but you can fit a lot of T-shirts in a real small space. All right, well, so it's about it's about efficiency. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to see what, what I'm going to be wearing. It looks time-consuming. We'll take a look at this, but uh, but do you still do it, John? 
Yeah, I do it all the time. I will be packed on vacation, everything. I I range roll all my stuff. You okay. do T-shirts, you do pants, all kinds of stuff. So. Thank you, man. I, it reminds <laughs> me, Steve, of when uh, on uh, the Brady Bunch, when Alice's twin sister yes. came and stayed with him, and she was a, a drill sergeant, right. and she showed them how to roll their socks up properly. Yeah. <laughs> she was, she was a kind of a bitch. Yeah, Kathy, but she yeah. was. Yeah. Over the weekend, Kathy, I had to fold uh, fitted sheets, <laughs> and oh. that was... You uh, know the trick? Uh, I know uh, the trick. Michelle showed me a... Uh, a fitted sheet well, fold one time, and I said, <laughs> "No, you're on your own, lady." There's the no trick. way I'm I am, doing that. I am aces at the fitted sheet. Are you? Fold. Yeah. All right, maybe you can come over because my trick is uh, ball it up no. and put it in the drawer. <laughs> Wait, that works. Wait, Steve, you do the thing where you where you hand in like a puppet. Yes. And, yeah. 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 No. It folds yeah. it just oh, yeah. like a flat sheet if you No, it does not. Yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> it doesn't in my house. You're a whore. <laughs> Gravity doesn't work or something. <laughs> you filthy whore. I want to go back to uh, people in the armed forces and how they are so efficient with, with the things that they do. Like the, military corners and things like that? Well, not only that, yeah. I saw a guy who was a paratrooper, okay? And he had this how-to video on how to properly fold up and and, uh, and round up, uh, no, oh. a long extension cord. Because oh, he's like, wouldn't he's you like, die if you jumped out of a plane with that? Well, so you don't do that. You jump out with a parachute. Oh, okay. But step one. Step one, don't use this extension cord. This is for something else. Uh, no, but essentially, this it's he um, folds up his extension cords the same way that they would pack their chutes. And so he laid this all out, and he's like, because you know... You'll spend a little bit of time, you know, round, you know, the, yeah. the, the the extension cord up, and then it's still when you go to use it again, it gets all. Well, the, ever, the difference ever... is if you don't properly fold your underwear, you're not going to careen off a garbage truck going maximum velocity. Case, right. have you seen Rodney do it at the end of like a broadcast? No, with extension yeah. cords. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really impressive. He'll do it with computer cords, extension cords, and I'm like, however Rodney does it is the absolute right right way to do it, uh, and I can never replicate. Well, it. I wonder if that has to do with like the fire hoses. I bet it and, does. Yeah, because he's I, got training in it. Well, for for a shoot deployment. Employment, yeah, people, uh, you know, will fall. My, my my brother-in-law has over like eleven hundred jumps. You know, like right. he oh, he wow. lo- he loves it. He's since given it up now that he has uh, kids. But the um, uh, that whole process, you have to be very confident in how oh, yeah. you fold that parachute. Yeah. Well, this guy, he had like a hundred foot extension cord, and yeah. he just you know, laid it on the ground, jumped out of the plane. And then, <laughs> Don't forget your parachute. Um, and then he was like, I mean. Surgical. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then like gave it like a, a little boom, a little yeah. punch to the ground, and Wait then a like and then the kabooya. Are you gonna attempt to describe this? Because I have I, no idea how you what I, you're I want about. Connor to find it because I can't just look under boom. You can't boom, describe boom. it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna look that up. Check that out. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let's go back to my room. Let's see what comes up on YouTube when you All type right. in boom boom boom. It probably goes, let's go back to my room. Um, <laughs> I want you in my room. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to my room so we can do it all night. And it can make me right. Oh, boom. Nick Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, is hey in here with right. an extension cord. What's right. up, man? I want to show you this cable wrap thing. They teach us this in film school. Oh, and, all right. yes. All right. all right. Here we go. interested in do, do you cable. employ this all, yourself all the time? Yeah, you do it so the the cable doesn't get damaged, so you right. don't wind up. And, and that's what a lot of people do. They pull, they yeah. they tug and so, do undue stress on it. Right. So you take uh, your cable and you're yeah. going to make a little loop. Right. Uh-huh. I see what you're doing. And then you take this, and instead of going the same way that you went, you go under. Oh like that. man! Oh wow! So you take that, and this will so keep over, it over under over under. Yep. So you do this. You give it a little twist. So it never. See, this cable has already been kink. damaged, and then once you do it like that, it'll retain. 
its that, proper form. And then, oh, you, but you're right. You can see where it's already been wrongly bent. Yeah, exactly. So the so idea the is... The idea with it, right? And you should be able to, like, grab it like a lasso and, like, throw it out. It goes straight out. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out. Like yeah, that. yeah. That's the whole purpose of that. So, so it's, it's, it's under and over, under and over. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, Connor, that makes sense. Connor, forward just... Forward loop and a backward loop. We've got the video to boom, boom. Let's yeah. go back. To- and Nick is also, uh, he likes uh, neatly folded shirts oh as well. So we, uh, <laughs> real quick, we we got rid of, I keep uh, our like socks and underwear in our yeah. like, um, atrium uh, nightstand oh, okay. table things. So we had like these big ones. They were like this big, like three feet. And we dropped down to like a two foot one. And we were like, all right, we got to get rid of the things we don't like. We got rid of, we like, then, like wrapped them up or, you know, fold them in a different way. And now I'm like. This is the way to do it. Like, all my socks, right? Instead of, like, you know, you just throw them in the yeah. thing. Now they're, like, almost like little, like, flowers in, like, a little, like, flower bed. It's so great. They sit, like, upright. And, like, the underwear, we're, like, rolling it like that. It's, like, everything is just condensed and minimal. And I'm, like, oh, God, I do like so that. Good. Everything is, like, perfect. Now, you also don't have a dishwasher, I heard. No, we don't have a dishwasher. You just wash everything yeah. by hand. Yeah, dude. It's very zen-like. Put on a good album. Put on, you know, tell, tell your, your smart speaker to play whatever you like. And you just get, like... 15 minutes to yourself, and you can, yeah. I don't see it as 15 out. minutes to myself. I see <laughs> I mean, it as having like, to do something. It's like three songs. So like um, three good songs, and you're done. Not in my house. I, um, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> three good songs. I can see what he's saying. What I will do is I'll put on music or do the same thing. I, I, I'm not as opposed. I am just critiqued. I am not, I will get the once over on my cleaning capabilities, and then I realize I'm not good at it. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you something? I the only time I hate doing dishes is after I shower. I don't want. Oh, to, I know why. I, why? You because you're, you're already dirty. clean, yeah. and you're associating yourself with something dirty. Oh well, and I don't God. like the smell of the uh, dish soap. If, Could you bring your like, dishes into the shower? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the smell of the dish soap on my hands. So, oh. like after I've showered, if I've got to do that, I'm like, oh god. And yeah, I don't mind the smell of dish soap. Okay, yeah, you know me oh. with smells. Yeah, yeah, you would not have done well with Madge. Remember, she'd have her. The, she's been soaking, soaking in it, yeah. dishwashing <laughs> detergent. Wait, I got my hands in. Yeah. Dish detergent? Why? <laughs> it's called lye. You've been soaking <laughs> it. You've been soaking it. Look, the skin is <laughs> coming off of your, of your fingers. That's bone. These okay. are bones! Also, sponges gross me out beyond belief. Well, right. Sponges? Yeah, I'm, because they're just In filled. nature or, or in the kitchen? They're probably oh filled God. with mold. You're like this I far away. You're this far it. away from the person that uses a brand new bar of soap one time yeah. and then throws it away. Leave me alone. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't I know, help I know. it. She makes Rain sickness. Man look like Van Wilder. It's a sickness. Leave me alone. Do you alone. ever put dish, uh, sponges in the dishwasher? Uh, no. I throw them we out do. and I get new ones. Yeah. No, that, that's a good way to clean them. Yeah. Uh, sponges are one. so expensive. I know. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's not about the expense. It's just about having yes. a clean sponge. Yeah. What are the costs of your various sponges? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, this has been Sex Chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so horny. On the Precious People Show. We have to take a break. We're watching the video of the guy, uh, shirtless guy, doing the uh, the the extension cord, and yeah, that's pretty. He has a couple of different ways that he does it, Casey. Yeah. So this is the paratrooper guy. Okay. Oh, and wow. uh, interesting. Yeah. All right. It, it is does, pretty cool. It does, does look uh, pretty amazing. That obviously uh, keeps you in shape. But anyway, uh, wow. All right. <laughs> that is tiring. He, he doesn't go to the gym. All he does is he folds up extension cords. I hope you guys you know. got something out of this. This hope it improves your sex life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You are, gonna, you are going to have the greatest sex of your life today. Congratulations, and you're welcome. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. When we get back. 
Uh, we are going to reveal the totals of the Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger 2021. Yes. Uh, as well as getting to the Bizarre file. So we're excited to pass along that information. It's coming up next. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com UMMR.com The one thing that rocks Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop and WMMR.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast Coming up to show a little bit later on uh, local guy, PJ McCabe, who is a uh, director, writer, actor uh, and has this movie called The Beta Test which is available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus and it's getting great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, where's he from, by the way, Casey? He went to Conestoga High School. Okay. So he's from that area. All right. He's so buddies with our old intern, Blake uh, Wexler. And uh, Blake tweeted a photo at me yesterday. I put it up on my uh, Twitter account as well. Here are PJ and Blake at a Flyers game <laughs> from a few years back. Uh, so we will talk to uh, PJ in a little while and talk nice. about that movie. So uh, homegrown stuff. I love it. Uh, speaking of homegrown, that is exactly what our Camp Out for Hunger is. And we... At this year's version, last week, we just uh, wrapped it up a lot earlier than normal. Kind of threw people off a little bit, uh, but we decided, you know, it it was in the best interest of being able to set things up and get it rolling. And uh, who knows, you know, we we tried having people out uh, for the first time since last year to uh, to try to get back to normal. It looked a little bit different, felt a little bit different. Uh, But we have totals to share with you. Uh, from this year's Camp Out for Hunger. So, let's start with the uh, amount of food by weight. And we thank all of the corporate donors, all the individual donors, each and every single person who had a chance to participate. Because we are delighted to announce that this year's Camp Out for Hunger 2021, you helped raise over 2.3 million pounds of food, ladies and gentlemen. 2.3 million pounds of food. So that's 1,167 plus tons of food. It's incredible. When we started this, uh, you know, 24 years ago, we wanted one ton, and that has been surpassed over 1,167 times in the same amount of time. It's amazing. It's massive. It's so. amazing. Uh, honestly, with the, the also, let's remember that a lot of people are hurting now, and uh, and yet people came down and donated and stepped up in ways. We could scarcely imagine. That was amazing. All right, now on to money, which is just as valuable and usable, and, and in some respects even more so. Yes, uh, with fill abundance because they can uh, they can purchase very much needed items and get them directly to the people who need them. So uh, we had a wonderful partnership with Acme for the second year in a row. Uh, people being able to donate right there at the register, and of course, people dropped off checks. We had uh, we had corporate donations. We had people coming by. We had kids coming. Coming by with money that they collected and Amazing. A- added it to this total that we have now. So we are very delighted to announce that raised, as far as cash goes this year, one million forty-seven thousand five hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Amazing. Whoa. 
Again, over a million dollars. That's amazing. And the Acme arrangement is still going on. That is correct. It will go till the 24th, right up until oh my God. Uh, Thanksgiving. So uh, we are excited to uh, add that total when we get to Thanksgiving, because that's normally that's when we used to. Uh, bring our totals in. Uh, you know, we'll count this as the week yes. that we've done, but obviously wow. uh, the more is going to be added on to it. It's going to end up going to fill abundance, and everybody wins in this. So It's just amazing. Now, with that, we have the corporate donation announcements to make, and we have three different prizes for the first largest donation. You get a live broadcast from the Preston and Steve show for the second largest donation. A live broadcast by Pierre Robert yes. from your place of business. And the third largest donation gets a $20,000 ad schedule on MMR for quarter one. So, come, we'll start with first place. Let's do it. it out there. So, the largest donation, not really a surprise, as they had <laughs> over 600,000 pounds of food. 618,000 pounds of food. A live broadcast from the Preston and Steve show goes to... Subaru of America. We still owe them one. We do. Wait, yeah. Oh, we do? Yeah, we do. Because of the whole COVID thing, we only got to kick off one of them. We didn't get to go. Now we owe them two. So we owe them two, and we are happy to make good on that because uh, it's, you know, one God of the reasons. They deserve it. We do this, and one of the reasons that the totals got so big is we had offered that up over the years. So we are excited for uh, Matt Ritter and company and yes. share the love and all the wonderful things that Subaru of America does. So we'll be headed back to Camden, New Jersey, to their national headquarters. That hairy-knuckled madman. Sometime down the road. Now, with the second largest donation for a a group or or, uh, company or group, business, organization, however you want to call it, Comcast. I knew they stepped up in a big way. They did. A huge way to way. go, guys. They were just shy of 300,000 pounds wow. of food, man. 287,234 pounds. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was a huge year for them, and we thank them for all their efforts and everything they did. And with that, Pierre Robert will get to broadcast live uh, from wherever Comcast wants him to do it. You know, if it's in the new building. They or, should do that. It'd be awesome. Or send him out with uh, somebody to do <laughs> install installation. <laughs> Yes, put him in the van. Oh, that'd be the best. I need a pair of wire cutters. (laughs) And then uh, coming in third place, we're really stoked for a $20,000 ad schedule for quarter one on WMMR. This was a surprise that these guys jumped in, and we are happy to have them on board. QVC. Donated 200,000 pounds to the Camp Out for Hunger. Came out of the blue and really rocked it. And again, now they have no option but to be a part of Camp Out from now to the end of time. I hope so. I hope so. They're so great. I really? love I love QVC. I do too. Uh, I love the fact that it's here. Yes. You know, in Westchester. Uh, and it, it's a machine. So that's wonderful that they... Got on board this year and did such a generous donation. So we're excited about that. So congratulations, Subaru of America. 
and uh, Comcast and QVC for our top three. Uh, the Camp Out for Hunger Games also generated an additional 10,000 pounds of food from Bimbo Bakers USA, and that's on top of their 16,000-pound donation. And the Entenmann's Chocolate Chip Cookies. And we're going to thank all of our food providers last week, feeding volunteers and staff morning, noon, and night. Duncan, Pepsi, Wawa, Jersey Mike's, Red Robin, DeBruno Brothers, Snap Pizza, Arc Brewery, Primo Hoagies, Wilson Secret Sauce, Dietz & Watson, Harvest, Philly Pretzel Factory, and Lorenzo and Sons as well. So, huge uh, team effort for Camp Out for Hunger. And as we, you know, we did uh, thank yous uh, on the show last week, you know, our, our programming, promotions, engineering, sales, everybody. Everybody. The entire staff chips in and is a part of the whole thing. I want to mention a few other businesses that made large donations as well. Uh, Ashley Furniture had 20,000 pounds. Betty Incorporated, 40,000 pounds. Awesome. Campbell's Soup donated 100,000. Uh, CDW had 20,000 pounds. CGI had just under 50,000 pounds. Duncan uh, gave up all that coffee, which was fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Pounds. Uh, Enterprise had 130,000. Families behind a badge, 40,000. Uh, there's too many numbers here. FOP number five, Planet Fitness, uh, Resonator Porsche Club, uh, the Rutting Roofing, uh, Stauffer Gloves, Tito's, Tyson Food, Wawa, White Horse RV, uh, WSFS Bank. All those were over, like, you know, 30,000 pounds, like minimum, and some went over 100,000 Yeah, heavy pounds. donations. And uh, some big money donations, so thank you to Adam McKay. He donated $20,000. <laughs> yes. uh, Endless Pools, fifteen grand. Uh, Keen Compressed Gas had 2500 Live Casino donated ten grand. Awesome. Uh, Point Pleasant Tree Service, 5000 Robert Irvine donated $10,000. Uh, Xfinity Live chucked in five grand. IBEW Local ninety eight had fifteen thousand. Lorenzo's make great donations, so it was huge, man. Yeah, it was a huge group effort, and uh, we thank you for that. And we've already started talking about next year. Oh yeah, yeah. that's uh, what we're going to do. And obviously, we always have to thank uh, one of the critical key components to the whole thing from beginning to end is Rodney Bird, who Mm -hmm. does such an amazing job with everything. The new, uh, the new modified tent design, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Skelly Amusements as yeah. well. Uh, Eric Simon as well. I Eric mean, he, Simon, he is amazing. Sort of an unsung hero and, and a major point person for so many different things uh, that surround the Camp Out for Hunger. So Eric Simon is just, you know, he might actually be the MVP of the entire operation. Nice. He's yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, he's all over the place. A lot of people that work really, really, really hard uh, to make that event. And, of course, we thank you for coming down to see us. And if you, if you missed out on it this year, we totally get it. Totally understand. Uh, we'll get you ready for next year. We'll, yeah. we'll save a space for you. Because we're coming back. We'll have more space probably. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully live music returning regularly and and, and back to the, uh, the regular operations. But uh, we appreciate uh, the help. And listen, if, if you didn't get a chance to help and you still want to, you can just swing by your local Acme and make a purchase uh, and go to the uh, at the checkout. You can you can make a donation. As you're there. preparing for Thanksgiving, yeah. as you're going to do your shopping, there you go. Yep, absolutely. So you knocked it out of the park. Thank yeah. you, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's do the Bizarre Files. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Files. All right, this morning brought to you by IBEW 654. You can join Jackie Bam Bam for Toys for Tots at local 654's Union Hall on November 13th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Info at IBEW654.net. Well, a pastor and his parishioners tackled a gunman to the floor and disarmed while he disturbed them at prayer at a Nashville church on Sunday. 
Uh, Desir Baganda had been sitting in Nashville Light Mission at Pentecostal Church for almost three hours before he walked to the altar and pulled a gun on churchgoers. Oh. Pastor Ezekiel Ndekumana pretended to leave the church, but instead snuck up behind the gunman and then wrestled him to the ground. Brilliant. He and other members of the congregation pinned him down until police arrived, and now Baganda is facing 15 felony counts of aggravated assault. It's unclear how long he has lived in the area. The pastor said that he was not a regular member of the church, but has been to services in the past. His motive remains unknown. Uh, Endikumana, who uses a translator as he is uh, burn, uh Burundian, a Burundian refugee, uh, doesn't speak English, said that he was worried the gunman would try to kill his parishioners. Sure. He took action and took him out. Amazing. A man was rescued Friday morning from inside a wall of the Landmark (laughs) Theater in Syracuse, New York, after being stuck there for days. Yeah. He was inside the wall for days. At around 7.30 a.m., the Syracuse Fire Department responded to a report of a man stuck in a wall in the theater. An employee at the theater heard a man yelling for help and called Mm. 911. Yeah. Mm. Uh, The 39-year-old man got into the building on Tuesday. And he had been seen wandering around the theater earlier in the week. You know how you sometimes wander into a wall? Uh, Mike Intaglietta, <laughs> uh, the executive director, uh, said employees had seen the man, uh, had lost track of him and thought that he had left the building. So stupid, I wandered into a wall. He said, I don't know if he was entering to keep warm or to use the bathroom. I don't know. Instead of leaving, the man got into a crawl space in the building. How the hell did I do this? He was in the building, uh, he was in the hiding spot for two days before he fell into a space in the wall of the men's bathroom and became trapped. <laughs> Firefighters drilled a hole in the wall. They used fiber optic camera to determine the man's exact location. They next carefully cut through several layers of drywall and structural clay tile to free the man. Uh, He was naked when firefighters found him, by the way. That's the way I'd want to be. The man was transported to the hospital for evaluation. He had no visible injuries but was probably suffering from dehydration. Do we believe that he took his clothes off because of the heat or actually wandered into the wall? Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I got to guess he couldn't take his clothes off while he's in the wall. Right. Probably well, couldn't maybe. move at all, so I don't know. Uh, it's terrible. An oil tanker truck exploded near Sierra Leone's capital, killing at least 98 people oh and severely God. injuring dozens of others after large crowds had gathered to collect leaking fuel. Oh, uh, the explosion <laughs> took place late Friday when the tanker collided with another truck as it was still pulling into a gas station near a busy intersection. Both the drivers came out of the vehicles, warned the community residents to stay off the scene. Free gas. While trying to address a leakage emanating from the collision. In this deeply impoverished country, however, crowds still rushed in to scoop up the fuel, witnesses said. And it was not immediately known what caused the leaking fuel to ignite, but a massive explosion soon followed. Uh, Video showed a giant fireball burning into the night sky. Some survivors with severe burns cried out in pain. The charred remains of some uh, victims lay strewn at the scene, awaiting transport to mortuaries. Nearly 100 people were taken to area hospitals, about 30 severely burned people, uh, and some were not expected to survive. Looking at at an aerial picture of these incinerated cars and the uh, the carnage. Horrible. All right, we'll do uh, one more story. Uh, let's go with something a little bit lighter than that. All right, this is weird, and I don't have much in the way of details on it. Uh, but in Bellevue, Washington, a woman was arrested after walking down the street, hitting a woman in the head with a frying pan. Uh, the attack happened around 11.38 a.m. 
The victim and her husband were walking downtown oh. when the woman approached them and struck her in the head with a frying pan. Oh. Uh, the police f- is that? Police said the attack appeared to be unprovoked and random. Uh, the woman was located nearby and arrested on assault charges. Actually, I'm going to do one more story. All right. All right. Uh, a family's pet dog that angered neighbors by killing and eating ducks and chickens <laughs> turned out to be a fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, but they thought it was a dog. Yeah. So That's a good dog impression. Saletto had bought a new pup from a small shop in central Lima, Peru, believing that it was a young dog. The animal, which they called Run Run, initially played happily with other dogs in the neighborhood. But as it grew up, signs emerged that something wasn't quite right. Run Run showed a real passion for chasing and killing ducks and chickens in a move that angered the local community. The pet turned out to be an Andean fox, uh-huh. which has thin legs, a bushy tail, and pointed head and prominent ears. What did you do, Run Run? Uh, Run Run. <laughs> Run Run ran away from home uh, a few days ago, and ecological police officials uh, for the State oh. National Forest and Wildlife Service are now looking for him to take him to a special center or zoo. I could. We're looking at a picture of it. I could tell it was a fox in a second. Yeah. Uh, Miss. Uh, Stello Sotello had said, uh, we thought he was a purebred puppy. Uh, her son had bought the animal as a pet from for the equivalent of $13 about six months ago. Turns out my cat is a king cobra. A veterinarian <laughs> said that many wild animals are brought by, bought by traffickers uh, from Amazonian areas such as Loreto to be illegally traded in Lima. Uh, the illegal trade in animals can lead to a prison sentence of between three and five years in prison in Peru, by the wow. way. Wow. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the B-File for you. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment. Hang with us. Don't forget today's Tattoosday. Chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text the word tattoo to 39333 and you might win. Be back in just a moment. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. Did they make it happen? We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, this is Anthony from IMS Technology Services. We are the proud providers of the visual experience inside the tent for the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger for the 13th year in a row. Our team looks forward to creating a fun and exciting visual environment for fans to come out and watch the show and support a cause that we are all passionate about, ending hunger for good. At IMS, our team is passionate for producing exciting live, virtual, and hybrid events, designing flexible workplace communications, and creating interactive digital signage. At IMS, tell us your vision. We'll handle the rest. Congratulations to the PNS crew and the teams of people behind the scenes for their continued success with this amazing event. We look forward to contributing for many more years to come. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I'm trying to uh, to move charts along uh, here, so I'm going to do this one. <laughs> Got to really uh, squeeze. Yep. Uh, this says, hey, my daughter Blythe turns uh, seven on November 14th. And gets a kick out of anything shark fart related. And it would make her day if you could honor her with a shark out. Love you guys. That's from Barbara Bond. So here's a shark. A little early because it's only the ninth. But, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to get these done. You do what you do. Yeah. Um, and then I'll do another one. It says, uh, hey, could you uh, give a birthday shout out to Johnny O from Rockledge, which is an inside joke with him and his buddies in fantasy football. Uh, we've been listening together for a few years, and I never know what to get him. 
And we both have been listening since we were kids, and you guys are on Y100. John is an amazing father and stepfather. He's my person through the good times and bad. But while I have your attention, someone needs to tell him to stop dragging his feet and put a ring on it already. Mm. Wow. Mm. And she writes, ha-ha, all in good fun. No. Uh, Thanks, guys. Sure, Uh, he thinks it's hilarious. uh, Oh, wait. Duh. His birthday is November 10th. Gadzooks, that's from Nicole Schmid. So there you go. Shout out to Johnny O. Um, Chuck said earlier that if we, maybe if we talk about laundry, sex will come up. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. No. We have uh, other things to talk about. But, but I did have a... I, I'm going to mention this real quick. Right. I don't know if it leads to a discussion or not, but it does have a little bit of a laundry vibe to it. All right. Um, our... So we have two dogs. We got a boy and a girl. Uh, the, the girl's Haley. The boy is Rook. And Rook, for some reason, he does this all the time, is driving Rochelle crazy. He eats... The crotch out of her underwear. Okay. <gasps> out of Rochelle's That's underwear? your job. <laughs> <laughs> like tears yeah. it up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like eats it. Man. Wait, and I'm sorry, did you say it's the girl? No, it's, it's the, the boy. boy. Oh, it's the boy. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Eats her panties, eats the, the, the crotch out of the panties. And it's so funny because she'll be like, I'll hear her go, son of a bitch. That's crazy. <laughs> and she'll she'll hold up her underwear and he's ripped holes in the crotch. Wow. I didn't know if that was, if is it that's a thing. The dirty underwear? Not dirty. It, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's it. stuff that's in the laundry. Yeah, yeah. there. So, you know, we've talked about this issue and I had it with the cats uh, going in and pulling out, you know, used uh, tampons. Well, they going to get tampons. Yeah. Yes, they are, will. And are, so things like underwear, Things that have um, now less so with the cats and 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 our dog hasn't done it, but I'm very aware of dogs doing that. There's something, whether it's a pheromone or whatever. Is it because uh, he doesn't touch mine? No, you know, is it just women? Yeah, it's just uh, it seems when I've ever heard the story. Or, one know, I, time, I, a cat, uh, one of our cats, marked on it's a really nice sweaty underwear. <laughs> but for the most part, it seems to be female. Listen, my underwear gets damp. You know, yeah. The, Ball sweat and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, but, but not vagina you know, sweat. But there's yeah. leakiness, I guess. I don't know. They're man. not into ball Come sweat. Come on, guys. Don't you like ball sweat? Uh, so my cat does the exact same thing, but it's the female cat. That's why I asked you uh. if it was the female or the male dog. Yours uh. is the male dog. Uh, my female cat. Well, so I'll take. Does the... she identify as male? <laughs> she Maybe might. Not. I don't know. No. Uh, so I'll take the laundry and I put it on. You know, when I sort it, I'll put it on the ground and then throw it into the the washing machine. We're back to laundry. Um, <laughs> right. And so when it's on the ground. If my underwear is there, she will dig yeah. through the pile of laundry, find my underwear, and like nuzzle her nose into Does it. Does she ever? Do you ever have the marking worn underwear? No, but like okay. it. And listen, the poor thing. Like I, I don't. Whatever. I don't know what yeah. she's doing. But like I get so annoyed. I'm like, leave the underwear alone. This smells like mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But kitty likey. But she's like, yeah, she's weird with, and it's only. My underwear. Huh. She, she will go after the tampons. I have to put a tissue box. Yeah. I had to get a, a trash can with a lid, and then I have to put the tissue box on top of the lid to weigh it down because she has figured out how to open the lid and go into the trash can. It's crazy. That's, it's crazy. That's Animals super do fun that. When yeah. You find okay. That. Now it's a listen. It's a it's a standard joke. The whole fish thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Right. It is. Is there a little bit of truth to that? There's probably something, f- maybe pheromonally speaking, yeah, that, that approximates. Smell why, like why are they attracted to your ball sweat? Yeah, you know. Yeah, why aren't they attracted? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're getting calls. Let me go to Jen. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken, chicken pot. pot. Oh, I love it. What's up, Jen? Uh, so I have a boxer nail. 
Um, but before her, we had another boxer who, over the seven years we had her, I lost about 60 pairs of underwear. All right. Um, and it, and it was Rocky. Was and, and female. Okay. So yeah. uh, I, I wasn't sure if it was a male, you know, uh, the gender distinction or not, but I guess not. Yeah. I'm, I mean, every Valentine's Day, birthday, or Christmas, my husband would get me a, a gift card to Victoria's Secret to all right. replace all the underwear that I was eating. She would eat them whole, throw them up whole. Ooh. Them out whole. So, um, so she wouldn't. And we knew if she didn't eat her food that day, she got to a pair of underwear. We went through so many different hampers trying oh my to God. find it. So it let me ask you quickly, Jen. Was so was eating the entire pair of underwear, not just eating the crotch out? No, the entire huh. thing. She would throw up multiple pairs wow. at a time. Um, and I could leave out an entire hamper of clean underwear, and she would never touch them. Only dirty ones. In that's the it. It's got. It's it's the it's the same sort of. It's, it's got to be the smell that's generated. Yeah, uh, and it is appealing to, to animals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and it you know so Rook just eats the uh, eats the crotch out of it. That's, that's, <laughs> that is kind of kinky. He's not playing around. That's He's totally just going, kinky. Yeah. He's going yeah. right yeah. for what he wants. Wow, Jen. I, I know Jen, what I like. Is your dog boxer now? Doesn't do it. Okay, no, that's why I was going to ask if your if your boxer was still alive or not. But it's a different dog. Hey, I just ate your underwear. <laughs> Boxer and she doesn't do it. It was just my. Hey, dude, I just ate the crotch out of your underwear. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. I don't know what it is. So that, bad the smell, I can't help myself. That's what boxers do, right? Right. Boxer, I eat your underwear. <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> that's kinky, Rocky. Uh, let me go to. That's Sam. right, it stinks. <laughs> that's why I like it. That's right, it stinks. It smells like fish. Anchovies. I can't help myself. I just had to fight Rook for your underwear. All right, so we got Sandy on the line. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Congratulations, guys, on your numbers and your success with the camp out. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, Sandy. All right, so what's your what's your story? Same thing? So a female shepherd mix all the crotches out of our underwear and leggings and ate the insoles of all our shoes except for my son who was going through puberty at the time. Let's pause for just a moment. You said our you said our underwear and and all of them. Me me and my girl. (laughs) But only the girls, that's my question. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, just the girls, but everybody's shoes. Everybody. Okay, okay, well, that's yeah. a whole other. Yeah. It, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, a, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the dog. We one time for camping, and none of us had shoes left except for my son. Okay. Who, that is so wild, right, especially thanks. the eating the crotch out. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. So, so, yeah, we don't know what to, to do about it. I mean, just you wear crotchless not, underwear. You try not to end up with laundry on the floor and, yeah. and put it in the in the basket. You, you can't put it get be- into the basket. But. You just have to put it behind a closed door somewhere, yeah. you know? Well, here's the deal. I, I, I say in the house, I tell people, you are always running a liability if you have something that you've worn and you sweat in yeah. and you leave it on the floor. Just raise it up somewhere yeah. and you'll you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah. So we had, uh, you know, the dog with the, you know, the feminine hygiene products. Right. Uh, so we had to, well, I got a, a, a trash can with a lid on it. And then that idiot figured out how to lift the lid with the snout. That's what they and do. So now we, <laughs> have to creative. Put, we have to put it on top of the toilet, which I hate. Right. Uh, it's just aesthetically, it just doesn't look good. But, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Press, we have a giant 
wicker laundry basket that we use that I think you guys might have to employ that because it's it's so big yeah. that there's no way Rook would be able to get into it. Uh, I'm going to go Matt. Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Who would have thought bitches in a Hall of Fame? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Yo, yeah. yeah, Casey. Nope. We'll get into it. I had a Yorkie years before, uh, like, cell phones, so, like, you know, easy, like, uh, filming and all that. Yeah. Dude, my wife would keep her, like, stuff on, in the corner on the floor. He would, like, make love to her underwear. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... We got, I mean, he was, like, moaning. You go after me, like, growl. And he was, like, the nicest dog. Like, he really loved those moist underwear, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God, dear God. <laughs> I mean, the, moist panties. Yeah, the, the kind you'd have to ring out. Oh, yeah. Kathy's two favorite so, words back to back. Yeah, right? You know, balls, they get a little sweaty, but they don't get moist. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, right. So That's, wife, now you're quoting uh, Walt Whitman. <laughs> this guy is spitting wisdom right now. So she got a she got a basket, a wicker basket. It was probably like three foot high. Dude, he jumped into the wicker basket. We couldn't find him. <laughs> he jumped into the hamper. Yorkies can wow. jump. Wow! Yeah. He found the basket. Yeah. Oh my god, it was hilarious. That is something. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, bud. Jumping into the hamper. Dogs person. are just dogs are just horny, man. Uh-huh. Very much so. Just. Very much. Well, Dude, and, I, and the Yorkies are obsessive. My sister-in-law yeah. had a Yorkie, and you guys might remember this, but remember he used to lick the bottom of the wall, like just above the molding, and he would go the perimeter of the room, no matter what house he was in, the shore house, their house at home, if they would bring him over to, you know, her parents' house or whatever. And it was, I mean, it got so disgusting, and it was so obsessive <laughs> that there was a line. They'd have to paint their, Kathy, their living my, room my, every my so often. My cat Oscar li- licks... Above the stop, you know, the door stop in the bathroom, yeah. licks the painted wall above that. He has a particular spot. I'm like, so what in the F is <laughs> What's with that there? I got two male dogs. One is fixed, one's not, and they both, like, hump each other. Oh, wait, yeah. why it, do you, how come you didn't get the one fixed? Because uh, I wanted to make another one of them. I love them so How's much. How's that going? Uh, well, I actually had a bitch for them. Uh, but wasn't able to uh, make the connection. But I do have a bitch, uh, a dame, if you will. Wait, what do you mean they weren't able to it make means the connection? He, he puts on a dog outfit. <laughs> it was just a matter of like I, we couldn't when get she together. was in heat. Reggie, I, I want to feel you. I couldn't get him to her, and you know oh. they, they they have to meet and and, and like each other and mingle a and little date. bit. I'm going to bring him down to the Regal Beagle, and they're just going to you know have a. The have a regal of, beagle. <laughs> that's where they mingle. I don't know. When I okay. hear the word mingle, I just think of regal beagle. Okay. But uh, anyway, Kathy, uh, I, have two, again? I have two male dogs, and they hump each other. Like, uh, <laughs> and the one Reg with the balls, he will just he he like walks and humps at the same time. <laughs> 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 Please get video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. You're on. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, Ed? I'm starting to get worried because I hear about all these females getting their underwear eaten. <laughs> yep. I have four female dogs, and they only touch my underwear. Really? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Do they eat it, or are they just sniffing at it? No, I have a great Dane, and she'll walk up, and the whole entire crotch is eaten out. Wow. Oh, my God. So four female dogs, they only eat your under. Is there a, a woman in the house? Yeah, my wife's in the house. I have three daughters. Yeah. All right. So, Jeremy, me, man. Uh, do you, are, are you working out in these underwear? Is it leaving a lot of sweat? I, I work construction. Okay. Do you ever dip right. your nuts in Gaines Burgers? <laughs> what about skid marks? <laughs> 
No, gravy train would be better. <laughs> right, because it makes gravy. It makes gravy, yeah. yeah. With the sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you ask, Case? What about skid marks? I mean... Oh, yeah. Dogs are... I use wet wipes, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the guy, good. you sound like you're doing all the right things, but listen, when a, when a Great Dane wants to eat your underwear, you let them do it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. yeah. All right, the world may never know, Jeremy. You should do a sniff test. You should have your uh, your underwear and the ladies' underwear and lay it all out and see if they uh, uh, see if she goes down yeah, like right. a buffet, on, Jeremy. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh look what arrived. This is great. This is like country kitchen. All right, well, hang on a second. Now we're now we're getting calls of this happening to men. I'll go to okay. Connie. Hey, Connie. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback, hundred and seventeen pounds. Ate the crotch out of my underwear, my husband's underwear, my daughter's. But the funny story is he had a pair of gym shorts hanging on the back of the bathroom. He put them on, went to the gym. A guy came up to him and said, hey, dude, you're missing the whole ass out of your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he high out of that gym and got home. And, uh, yeah, he said, you know, Con, I thought it was kind of breezy, and I didn't think too much of it. And the guy goes, hey, you know, no ass. Let me ask you, Connie, was he commando or did he have underwear underneath? Yeah, he, no, he was commando. Oh, my God! He was commando. Yep. The dog ate the ass out of his gym shorts, and he yeah. didn't know. And, to be, and, and let me tell you, I told the screener, I said, I pulled more of my underwear and my daughter's underwear out of his behind when wow. he would walk them. He would poop out a pair of underwear. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah. you know, that's... Thanks, Connie. That's yeah. so wild. I mean, you, uh, listen, that can that can hurt a dog substantially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, an, uh, an elastic strap on the top of your underwear. Somebody texted in and said, put mothballs in the hamper. But it, That'll destroy are... your tuxedo. Yeah, but that's... Um... <laughs> Mothballs, I would imagine, aren't they poisonous? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah they so are. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't want that. Try doing that just in case they might. Uh, How about molten milk balls? Eat those well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they got choppers. Yeah, it does, yeah, not good for a dog. Yeah. Uh, let's go over next. Cheese balls. To Corey. Hey, Corey, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Corey, what's happening? So, my fiance had this pit bull Reese's, and he used to always eat the crotch out of her underwear, but only the nice ones. Really? Not only... the cheap ones. Huh. <laughs> oh. He oh. knew which ones to go for. The dog liked fine dining. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yeah, it was very sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, yeah so only ones... your finest underwear for table seven. The ones at Rochelle's uh, that get eaten, I think, are the nicer, more right. kinda lacier, more showier ones, I think. Uh, do you feel a little left uh, out that they're not, e- they're not eating your underwear? No. Okay. no I, I, just, I wouldn't feel <laughs> left out at all. I feel bad for her because it pisses her off. So. Well, like it might be, yeah. oh, that's fun. Or that's, oh, that's so bizarre. But when you are losing pair oh. after pair after pair. And I know we've, we've mentioned it even a few times in this conversation, but when I would see... <laughs> One of the dogs with a used tampon in oh. her mouth would oh be like, oh, God. my God. It's gone yeah. from your cute little buddy oh. to a horrible hell beast. Well, that happened to me when I was a kid when I had a sleepover. I had, like, all of my friends over. And you and guys my... would get into the tampons. Yeah, no. My dog came down <laughs> the steps with a giant tampon in his mouth. <laughs> I got into the tampons again last night. Remember the boxer, my cousin's boxer, that ate my tampon and yeah. fully swallowed it into oh. his stomach? They were oh. at a barbecue. 
Um, I left that day. She took the dog to her friend's barbecue, and he threw up, and they were making steaks on the grill. Oh, and so the guy man. who was hosting the barbecue thought it was a steak, and he was like, oh, my God, I think she got into the steak. And he was like, picked it up off the ground. And the then, steak has a string. Yeah, and then pulled the string and was like, oh, my God. And my cousin knew, so she called me, and she's like, hey, just want to let you know, Lexi ate your tampon. Oh, my God. Oh, my Every God. part of that story is disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll go to Scott next. Hey, Scott, good morning. Happy birthday to you too, Preston. Oh, <laughs> you're so welcome, Scott. What's up? Is it your birthday, Scott? No, no. Oh, no. What's uh, up, man? I bought my wife a black lab, and uh, since she was a puppy until she passed away, she would eat anything that had to do with Victoria's Secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> panties. I bought my wife a gift card for Christmas. I hid it all the way under the tree. That little bitch. (laughs) Underneath the tree, didn't move any presents, grabbed the box that the gift card was in and tore it to hell. So there was something about Victoria's Victoria's Secret. Secret. Victoria's, you you can put a a Kmart bra, a Walmart (laughs) bra, a dollar store bra. She didn't want nothing to do with it. That's Of course, my dollar Victoria's Secret. Eating. Only the best. I wonder if for a, for a gift card, if any of some some kind of the perfume that maybe this store uses or yeah, maybe. something but, has. But even even after the the bras and underwear and everything <laughs> were washed, it didn't matter as long didn't as it matter. was Victoria's Secrets. She ate the hell out of it. Well, wow. Do you think the dog would have gone for Fredericks of Hollywood? Huh. Well, well, she she cheaper, almost got a cheaper. hold of my wife's Manolo Blahniks, and yeah, that was almost death. What, what is that? The shoes. Yes, shoes, Kathy. Wow. Oh. wow. Wow. All right, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it, man. Has very specific yes. tastes. Specific tastes. I'm not going to eat a Kmart bra. Uh, somebody texted in. Victoria's here, Secret. Here's a couple things. You can use citrus air freshener in the lid and the bottom of the hamper, and that will work. Uh, Google says spray Febreze in and around the hamper as well, and yeah. that might deter uh, the dog from going after your What about underwear? filling up your underwear with oranges? That could, how could yeah. that not help? I mean, if it's going to be all citrusy and whatnot. Um, so you look a little lumpy today, Ed. <laughs> Hang on, here's another one. Let me let me go to. Uh, we got to take another call, and we're going to probably take a break. I'm going to go to Anthony. Yo, Anthony. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's not up, much? buddy? Uh, not much. Hey, uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny. Maybe it's a thing with black labs that love uh, Victoria's Secret underwear. My <laughs> uh, my my wife had. Um, you know, my, my dog went downstairs and was going through the dirty laundry, and he pulled out a pair of uh, panties, um, black Victoria's Secret panties. The dog ate the panties, um, unbeknownst to us at the time. Uh, we had to rush him to the vet because he stops eating food. Come yeah. to find out, the lace in the in the panties attaches to his gut <gasps> and travels through his intestines and cuts his intestines in, like, four different spots. Ooh. And, and therein oh, yeah. lies the risk when you have sure. fabric and things with, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of capability going through your dog's system. Yeah, they said the, the nylon ended up being like almost like a razor blade in his gut. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it ended up costing us $8,000 in surgeries to have this thing oh removed. Because your wow. dog likes to eat underwear. For well, five days. well, God bless you for doing it. Anthony, did he give up underwear after that? Uh, you know, um, we, we just kind of secured the door to the basement so he can <laughs> kind of get down into them. But, Good idea. Uh, he, he, he doesn't give them up easily. He, wow. He's uh, he's a big fan. Wow. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, so. All right. Uh, thank you for at least concurring. Uh, maybe we'll try using the Febreze spray thing as a, uh, a deterrent. But it usually happens 
like in quick order, like Rochelle might be changing real quick and, you know, leave some of her clothes on the floor and she's taking a shower and then come back and he's he's gotten into the underwear and, and eating the crotch out. No bras get eaten, though. Have you noticed that? No, no bras. Yeah, yeah. Just the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break. Thank you for your calls, by the way. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we have a couple things coming up. Tattoo is taking place. Text word tattoo to 39333. See if you can win that uh, uh, gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo. We also have an announcement, a concert announcement. We'll probably get to that around music news time. And when we return, we're going to have local writer, director, and actor, uh, PJ McCabe, who is bringing us the beta test, which is now available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. We'll be back in a second. Stay put. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Sarah's Rock Breakdown. MMR podcasts. The latest videos and interviews with your fave artists and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. We are going to speak to a local fella. Yeah. He's doing great, man. He's doing very well. His film uh, made its way through the uh, the festivals and then uh, made it on to Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus and is getting some great uh, buzz on Rotten Tomatoes. 94%. That's a pretty damn good place to be. He's the pride of Conestoga High School. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, writer, director, and actor PJ McKay hey! is on the show. Hey, PJ, good morning. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for having me. This is a huge honor. I'm like, thrilled. I've been such a fan for so long. So, oh, I'm oh that's very cool. Thanks, man. What uh, what year did you graduate uh, Conestoga from? Well, I graduated Conestoga in 2005. Um, yeah, so did that, and then uh, went off to Emerson College in Boston, nice. uh, where I met Jim Cummings, my writing partner, and then moved to LA and been out in LA ever since. Wow! All right, so listen, we we haven't had a chance to see the film. Casey was, uh, you know, tried to send us over a link for some reason; it didn't work. But you know what? Sometimes I, I I like to hear a little bit about you know from from the the direct people of of what it's about, why we should see the movie. Intrigue me a little bit, obviously. Uh, this great review is going to get my attention as it has already, which is pretty awesome. So, look, first, let me ask this: um, Has this been in the works for a long time? Is this is this an idea that uh, that was bubbling up years ago in your mind? No, so, kind of, not really. This was, um, I mean, Jim and I have been writing together for a long time, but uh, we've had a bunch of other like TV shows and things in development over the years. But this was kind of an idea that just kind of randomly happened, where he called me and said, "Hey, what would you do if you got?" a letter in the mail inviting you to an anonymous sexual encounter in a hotel room. And I said, that's really weird. I probably wouldn't go. <laughs> right. Well, what if somebody that was and did go through with it and it was actually great. And so that was really interesting to us. So we kind of built this whole crazy weird narrative about, uh, uh, about this guy who's this liar and a cheater. And of course, if you're making a movie about liars and cheaters, you have to set it in a uh, Hollywood talent agency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this dark, world about Hollywood and lying and following this agent who gets a letter and then goes through with it and then kind of going down the rabbit hole of where it came from and it gets really weird and funny and it's it's blending about 15 different genres but uh mm. yeah it's 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 a weird one it's a lot of fun I love the concept and as I was going through and reading some interviews with you guys and looking at the the material available on it uh, it, it put me in mind of like uh, 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 the player meets Eyes Wide Shut meets uh, the Coen Brothers, and I love unique films like this, especially ones that address and sort of deconstruct Hollywood. And, and it's funny that you'd say, you know, Hollywood would be the place where this would happen. But I, you know, uh, I think there's an analog to 
stuff that we get in our daily lives, like you might get it in the form of an email. There was a big scam that was going around for a while recently where we've been recording you as you've been perusing porn sites. And we have with your camera. And what kind of person would a fall for that and then fall down that rabbit hole? Is that similar to what intrigued you about this concept? Yeah, I think there was something about the fact that, I mean, obviously, you know, we get spam emails and stuff all the time and you ignore it, you just delete it. But there's something about getting a specific, you know, personal letter in the mail in this like ornate, beautiful yeah. uh, setting that would be so specific and, and intriguing. And you would kind of have to think twice about it. And if you were a guy who was kind of sad and he's engaged in the movie and he's freaking out because he's like kind of losing his job because his agency is falling apart. So he's just kind of a sad, desperate liar who kind of yeah. just feels like he wants to get control of his life again and do something scandalous like this because it seems like the only way he can be fulfilled. Uh, and then it just spends the rest of the movie just kind of lying to his wife and everyone around him. And he's just kind of falling apart on the inside. And he was just a really funny character study. And Jim Cummings, who plays him, is just hilarious at being this anti-hero, sad kind of loser um, who's, who's supposed to be uh, portraying someone in power, who's supposed to be like the cool, hip Hollywood agent guy. But he's just kind of a sad, empty suit, and that was really funny to us. Right. So, so you and Jim, you know, you 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 wrote this uh, film. Did you guys decide to act in it because you could be in some awesome sex scenes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not actually. It's funny. We we wrote all the sex stuff, and then we realized when we got greenlit, we were like, "Oh no! Now we have to shoot this." <laughs> So that was actually terrifying. So having to direct your best friend doing these things, but, uh, but no, it was, uh, it, it was good. I mean, Jim and I have, you know, acted in stuff together before, but it just kind of made sense. And we were kind of putting it up on its feet together. And we knew Jim and I could ha- kind of have this fun chemistry together, playing these two kind of goofy Hollywood agents that are in way over their heads. And so, yeah, I think it was just a fun way for us to get on on camera together and do this. I love it. I, I love the notion too that you you guys and I was reading about your your writing process and about you know you're, you're basically like saying it out loud and going through the. Uh, I think having somebody to bounce lines off immediately is very cool, and that to me that really serves a writing process. But I'm always amazed by by co directors and how that gets parsed out. And and so Jim has directed um, you know by himself, and I and it was I guess it was sort of a hey. Nobody understands this material better than we do. Let's both direct it. How did you feel about that notion? Yeah, I I was thrilled. I mean, you know, Jim and I have been writing stuff together, but this was the first time that, you know, Jim and I kind of just decided, you know, why don't you just direct this with me? Let's just do this as a co-production. I mean, we kind of came up with everything originally together and we were already kind of directing it in the room. The way we write, Jim and I, you know, we kind of outline everything and build the whole world. And then it's just us in our room kind of acting it out on its feet, uh, just kind of improving and doing it a million times until we find the funniest jokes and the best bits and the best way to tell the story. And so we were kind of already directing it in the room and we figured we would just bring that to set. And uh, it's great. I mean, by then we already kind of have such a good idea of what the vision is together that, um, you know, we have very similar senses of humor. So it's nice to kind of be able to support each other and embolden each other to take bigger risks and do crazier things. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very lonely writing by yourself. So it's nice to have a buddy to kind of bounce things off of and uh, make you feel better about the crazy, weird stories that we've told. And uh, now I think this the fact that this is actually kind of working and people seem to be liking this very unique story and style of storytelling. I think we're just going to keep telling wacky, weirder stuff. 
<laughs> you know what's interesting is that in the um you know what I consider one of the most adventurous points in in film history would be the seventies where where there were just these high concept movies that were made like effort we're just going to go for it and I just saw a movie you know, well it's been out I watch I watch it again actually a, a promising young woman which uh, which to me it takes a concept and goes okay here we're just going to run this down exactly the way it is not worrying about you know if you get it you're going to love it but the kind of movie that lives with you after you see it and it seems like this is what motivates you guys would i be correct in saying that oh very much so I, there's a lot of 70s kind of influence in this really when we were writing it we were kind of taking it from a 70s uh it's called giallo films which are all like these italian yeah. slasher films yes really are really dark and stylized and like incredibly graphic and gory and so we kind of wanted to take a lot of that from our visual and kind of storytelling aesthetic but then also kind of add in this weird L.A. noir, uh, we, we call it Goofy Chinatown, where it's like this weird L.A. noir detective engine story on top of this very stylized visual. But also make it funny because it's like Jim and I just uh, wanted to like kind of beef it up with weird comedic elements with these two goofy guys that are in way over their heads in this like weird letter service that's happening. And it just kind of snowballed into this crazy genre blending film uh, that uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> so so Hollywood is is littered with stories of people who are uh, create these these works of art, and they're very proud of them because why would you even do it in the first place if you didn't think it was a good idea? It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes people don't like it, and that's got to be really disappointing. So you start to get feedback that this is this is resonating emotionally tell me about that when that when it started coming to you that oh my god they like it you know honestly it's it's been overwhelming i when we wrote this and i when we finished the script and we realized you know we, we were going to go shoot it i kind of had a moment of oh my god this they're really going to let us do this thing it is a it is very unique <laughs> and so i was very nervous when the when the movie finally was coming out that people are going to be like okay i mean that was interesting but i have no idea but yeah it's it's incredibly rewarding and Really encouraging because I, you know, it. I, I was hoping people would get the jokes and kind of get kind of the feel we were going for. And we're so lucky that IFC partnered with us and got it right away. And they've been so amazing helping us to put it out there. And uh, yeah, I feel incredibly lucky and uh, yeah, very rewarding to be able to do this and hopefully keep making more. PJ, this is Nick. I went to Conestoga as well. And, and so congratulations on all your success. I, I would love to know, you know, going back to your roots, what you would be able to tell, what you would tell your, your high school self, because coming out of high school, thinking you know you're in this head in this direction you're having some success with this movie now what would you tell the younger version of pj mccabe about um you know trying to get to, into this field i probably would have told him uh to start writing earlier i mean i kind of i was always kind of doing the acting thing i, I went to emerson for that i did plays in, in high school and I, I i did a lot of plays at people's light and theater um where uh doing various things through uh where i learned a lot of my uh, acting chops but i never really wrote or wanted to direct or do anything behind the camera because i was scared it's, it's very intimidating writing is very intimidating it's it's very personal and uh I don't know. I, I would say don't be afraid to wear other hats and try different things and learn, you know, pick up a camera and shoot stuff yourself at an early age. And uh, don't be afraid to tell your weird, unique stories because there's a hunger for that. And I think if anything, with the response from this movie is that people are looking for kind of weird, offbeat stuff, you know, uh, that's uh, I don't know. I think there's a real audience for that. Well, the, the, the time has come for it to, you know, it's it's weird because if you look at again, not to go back to the other point about the 70s, but you look at tumultuous times, they tend to breed movies like this where um you know you have this this kind of 
This isn't something that you're going to go in and guess every level. Now, we're looking forward to seeing it, but all the reviews are are, are sensational. Uh, and, and, and I love that concept. Um, you... you you talk about genre bending. You are obviously both you and Jim are obviously horror fans, and and uh, I assume you're Dario Argento fans and Italian, uh, yes, uh, and all that stuff, right? Suspiria, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of that stuff, I think, uh, you know, since you guys are fans, uh, are do you have any um, straight up horror movies in your cachet of uh, of uh, scripts ready to go? So we're actually, yes. So the next one, we're actually writing this these next couple of weeks, uh, finally. It's a Victorian horror film set in Virginia in the 1880s. Love it. And, and, but it's, and it's this weird kind of buddy comedy, but it's also a ghost story about the early days of electricity in, uh, in Virginia, in this weird town. So, yeah, I mean, if this one was blending a lot of genres, the next one is going to crank it up by 10. So cool. it's going to be kind of this goofy ghost story uh, detective thriller set in the South in the 1880s hey. that we're trying to write. So hopefully we can pull it off. And the fact that Beta has done so well, I think, has emboldened us that, yeah, let's give it a shot. Hey, PJ, we have a, we have a common friend in uh, Blake Wexler. Uh, and yeah. he, he had yeah. tweeted out to Nick. He said, you should ask PJ about who won the basketball game that him and I played in my kitchen after this 2014 Flyers versus Kings game that he posted a picture of. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think anyone won that game because... <laughs> Uh, we came back after a long, a long, very messy day downtown where the flyer, I think the flyers got killed and we went to the game and, uh, yeah. And then came back and just wrestled in his kitchen. Blake, Blake's the best. He's, he's one of our good buddies. So that's, that's really cool. But, uh, but nice. yeah, we Blake and I have had some dark days out here in, in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, well, uh, beta test, which by the way, I'm I'm really intrigued by what that what that title means. After yeah, yeah. hearing the concept of this, I want to see what the, how that ties in, and I'm sure it's a it's a, a part of the plot. But uh, it is available on Amazon Prime and uh, Apple TV Plus. Uh, so you, you definitely want to check it out, and you want to uh, support this local guy, yeah, uh, in in all his efforts. And uh, that's just cool that this is this is starting to hit. What what are your hopes uh, for for beta test? What what can happen from here on out? Just getting tons of people to watch it. Yeah, I just I want people to go out and see it. I want the word to get around. I mean, we made this movie uh, with just our friends and and family. I mean, we we raised the money through a crowd equity campaign, just wow. strangers on the internet. Wow, uh, that gave us the funds to do it, uh, which I think is the future because we were able to kind of circumvent the studio system. Uh, they never, we never would have gotten a movie like this greenlit with a script like this. We kind of had to do it this way. And hey, and uh, how much? Yeah. Did it, how much? If you don't mind me asking, how much did it cost uh, to make the film? If you raise the money that way. So yeah, we we shot. We raised about three hundred thousand dollars, and we shot it for for about a quarter million that That's we were amazing. able to raise. That's wow. amazing. And uh, which, yeah, which was incredible. We had an amazing DP, an amazing crew, because the movie, it looks like a $5 million movie. They did an incredible job. I can't say enough about our cast and crew. And, yeah, I really think it's the future. I mean, you really, to be able to to just, like, raise funds yourself and uh, and go shoot it yourself and, and own your movie and, and get it out there. Because, you know, I've for years, we've just been waiting and waiting for somebody to come say, all right, here you go. Here, go make your movie. And you got to just do it yourself because yeah. you'll waste years of your life just waiting for someone to say yes. Well, it's, it's funny how the process is morphing. You're, the, the movie addresses, from what I understand, that the process, because you talk about the agency, the classic Hollywood agency is actually becoming something that it never was because a lot of times that kind of business can be conducted over social media. You can have, 
you can bypass a lot of what used to have to be, you know, your Swifty Lazars and the, you know, very famous agents of, of your, they're, they're, a, they're a dinosaur at this point. Well, that, and that's kind of a big through line of the movie is that uh, the Jordan and his agency is kind of collapsing on itself because they're realizing that they're becoming irrelevant. And that's kind of a lot of the, the aspects of, of the Hollywood system that we kind of take some shots at. Got a little heat, a little heat back from uh, certain uh, people in the industry about it, but but it's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean that's kind of part of the beta test. The beta test really, you know, as a double kind of meaning was, you know, obviously the beta test for this is kind of a big part of the plot, but it's also the beta test to see if we could make movies this yeah. way and kind of keep doing it ourselves uh, to kind of make our own studio. Uh, so we're we're very lucky that we're off to a good start. And uh, but yeah, it was definitely kind of a lot about a lot of middlemen dying because of the internet and the internet kind of becoming a bad guy to a lot of people yes. because you can't do it yourself yeah. with the internet. PJ, I wanted to ask you about uh, little Dicky as well. Are you, are you friends with him? Cause you've been on an episode of Dave I, and you, I, I am. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. he's such an interesting guy. I, I thought Dave uh, season one was incredible. Dave season two got kind of dark and twisted and uh, it's just, it's a really great show for people who haven't checked it out. Uh, but he's a local rapper, you know, grew up in our area and he's had an enormous amount of success out in LA. Uh, how have you, how are you guys friends? Yes. Yeah, so Tony Yacenda is uh, one of my best friends. Yeah, we've, and we've had Tony on the show a few times. Oh, have you? Okay, yeah. He's yeah. one of my oldest best friends. Yeah, we uh, we met at People's Light in theater when we were like 10 years old. And I, I got him to come to Emerson with me. And then he's been out in L.A. with me. And uh, and he's done amazing stuff. And he so he started, he did American Vandal, which was an amazing yes, show. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, and he also so he started he directed all of Dave's uh, early music videos um, and so kind of helped and he's and he directs a bunch of the show as well. Um, and so I kind of met Dave through that and uh, and have become friends with him since. And uh, and yeah, and I got to act in one of the episodes in season two, which was so much fun. So, yeah, Dave, Dave's awesome. And the show is amazing. So I highly nice. recommend that as well. Excellent. Well, we highly recommend that people uh, get behind this support. This PJ is local. Uh, Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus is where you can find the beta test. Cool. So, uh, well, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime down the road, man. Good luck with everything. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much. Truly an honor. Really, really appreciate it. Thank Our pleasure. You. PJ yeah! McCain, writer, director, actor. So cool. And uh, is off and on I his way. That. Do you realize what kind of... We're, we're becoming major players in Hollywood just by the people that we know. If we just we're, by interviewing. And self-delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, too. Yeah. That, that definitely plays into that. So uh, I believe you might be able to see it at the Ritz-Bourse uh, as oh. well. So if you want to go see out in the theater. and see it in a theater, you can do that as well. The Ritz-Bourse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it the Boars or the Bourse? I don't know. Bourse. Okay. B-O-U-R-S-E. Bourse. <laughs> I just heard the Ritz Bourse. Um, well, listen, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and awesome. now, now I'm intrigued. Now, yes. Now I really want to see this because that idea of kind of, you know, this secret yeah. group of people with this sex club thing. We love sex clubs. We love sex clubs. Because you get to do your laundry. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do, you learn how to fold your laundry. Is get invited laundry. to the sex Our laundry. sex club would involve folding shirts you properly. You learn how to, learn to fold T-shirts properly. You know. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of minutes to play with, and I did want to mention this. This was something that we didn't get to last week at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. We had so many guests and so many things going on. But I didn't want to let this just slip right by, uh, because while we were there last week, um, the inductees into the Toy Hall of Fame were announced. Yes. Remember we always we knew it was nominated. When they have the nominations, we always mention those and play well they have officially inducted uh so yes so now ladies and gentlemen 
the winners of the Hall of Fame induction awards, which uh, don't exist. It's the Toy Hall of Fame. That. Uh, so uh, the American Girl dolls are now in. Super Makes expensive. Sense. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. The board game Risk is now in. And there's only one other thing, and that is sand. <laughs> sand made it in? Sand. Yes. Wait, sand made it in. Sand. You eat sand? Sand is in. Wait, sand. <laughs> <laughs> Which right. was the sand. The cat's litter box at our house. <laughs> you just use sand? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Growing up, my dad built us our own sandbox in the backyard. Oh, yeah. It was next to the next to yep. the playset, uh-huh. and it became the neighborhood oh, cat litter box. Yeah. That's yeah. where that's what happens. <laughs> we are, we had cats, and they would uh, use the the sandbox, and it was always problematic. You'd yeah. have to do a little raking, a little zen raking before you went in and used it. Right. When there was no meat, we ate fowl. When there was no fowl, we ate crow dead. And when there was no crow dead to be found. We ate sand. You ate what? We ate sand. You ate sand? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be Nicholas Cage, man. <laughs> so American Girl Dolls. what? Hey, what? Wait, what? Yeah, hang on. Let's back that up again. When there was no meat, we ate fowl. When there was no fowl, we ate crow dead. When there was no crow dead to be found, we ate sand. You ate what? He says it again, though, doesn't yeah. he? He hates sand. He hates sand? Yeah. I don't know. That's a different clip. Did, right. Is that, that one leave out the sand part, Kate? Well, hang on. Uh, if I hit undo, it might... Might come but, back. Yeah, let's see. We have to hit the whole thing? All right. yeah. yeah. When there was no meat, we ate fowl. When there was no fowl, we ate crow dead. When there was no crow dead to be found, we ate sand. You ate what? We ate sand. You ate sand? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you ate sand? We actually met one of Kathy's friends who did oh. eat sand. That was my cousin's oh. uh, ex-wife, or maybe it was just a girlfriend. I forget. They were together for a long time. Um, just dug the texture of sand, oh. eating spoonfuls of sand. Yes. One of the few things I hate about going to the beach is uh, accidentally some sand getting oh, between your teeth, and you might eat it. Oh, just one eating. in your one, Don't you remember me? We asked her to come on. Gives me chills. And she, like, freaked out and was like, you're making fun of me. Yes, yes, we are. We are. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had some other guy on who I think, I don't think he ate sand. I think he just tried it for us. And then there was menstrual. Yeah, all the people that, oh, did you know Menstro? Menstro, yeah, Menstro was, was my, he is the reason that I got into, he's one of the reasons I got into, like, the entertainment industry started in TV. It was him, and, uh. He walked in the room and he went, you're on your period. <laughs> you're on your period. We get, we have plans for you. You've got a future, young lady. Uh, no, he just knew the time to approach me. That yeah, week wasn't right. a week. Away. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, his, yeah. he was uh, he was in TV for years, and we were he got out of TV, went to a different industry, and we were talking about people being able to do this. And he texted me, and he was like, "I can do it." And if you remember, we had I forget how many girls we had in like here, four or five. He he, d- he, he detected all but one, and I got an email from that girl later in the day, and she said, "I just want to let you know, I just got my period." Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. pretty pretty impressive. And then Tony, yeah, uh, yeah, our friend Tony, mm-hmm. uh, he can do it Lisa's too? husband, yeah. uh, can apparently do that. 
Uh, there are people. I wouldn't mind getting somebody in here again some, sometime when, when we can uh, open up and have guests in again and see if somebody can uh, accurately oh. determine whether somebody's on their period or not just by smelling them. We could bring. Same we could bring. I'll bring my cat. You could bring your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Eat at each other's. Yeah. <laughs> throw underwear. a bunch of underwear. Let's throw a bunch of panties on the floor <laughs> that some men have worn <laughs> and some women have worn. Right. And I bet my dog can tell the difference between the two. By the way, we were talking about toys to start yes. this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, we were. Well. And it led to menstrual cycles. Uh-huh. So sex leads to laundry. I know. Toys leads to periods. One of those shows. That's how it goes on right. this program. Whatever the absolute antithesis of what you start talking God. is, we'll get there. Wow. Well, speaking of toys, um, there was this other story that I thought was worth mentioning, too. Uh, the Elf on the Shelf. Yes. Uh, there's a judge. When does that begin officially? Um, First day in December? I, it, it always began day at our after. house day after Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When all Christmas stuff is supposed to begin. Yeah. Oh, lights are up already. Uh, oh, yours? No, but oh. in I general. See, I see yeah. them up and I'm like, mm, I can put my on. I'm rocking early this year. Yeah. I, I just have to. Uh, you've already? No, no, no. I'm oh, going okay. to mount to camp. And now I will flick the switch on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So a judge in Georgia issued a tongue-in-cheek order banning <laughs> Elf on Shelf from his county. Uh, Cobb County Superior Court Judge Robert Leonard tweeted the text of an order banishing Elf on the Shelf uh, due to it posing, quote, a risk to the emotional health and well-being of Cobb's young children. He said, inexplicably, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. (laughs) When these elves do not move, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. (laughs) Did you, uh, as friends of uh, elves on shelves, uh, did you ever have a situation in which your elf decided not to move? Oh, Oh, for days at a time. These guys are so lazy. My elf is is really good. He moves every night. Of course he does. And he does like... Activities, yeah. cool, yeah. creative yeah. things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. wonder we, where he gets that from. We got a good yeah. elf. Yeah. Yeah. He Did you have an way. interview process when he you chews were doing out this? your butt in the end? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I love Buzz is our elf. I think there was one year that we uh, that we had a creative elf, and then after that, he got he got lazy. He, he got tired. Of yeah. it. it became a hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he uh, <laughs> fell asleep. Hammer on the shelf. Yeah. Our elf is uh, Norm. Norm and Nina. We Norma had eventually Stitz. a girl came on board. Norma Stitz. Norma Stitz. <laughs> and then and a dog, a St. Bernard. Oh, elf. really? Oh, yeah. They oh, they started popping up all over the place. <laughs> My elf went missing. Dude, you buy those things in a book, on a shelf. When you go to the store, you purchase them. They're yeah. there. Your children are there yeah. as you're shopping at Target, and they see them. What did they think of that? I go, come Ooh, on. We kids that's here. where the elves live. live. Yeah, what? I don't know. I go, oh, I don't know what that is. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that else doing. I don't know what that is. That's not real. You want you want, yeah, you want a beating? If you want a beating, keep asking questions. Those, those, those aren't secret. activated yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait. They haven't there, been activated. So there is a whole elf story. By the way, I just, mm-hmm. I just saw your cup, Preston. Yes. Your coffee cup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's Roy Kent with the word F, F. with the F word on it. <laughs> um what was I saying? Uh, there's a story there's behind a story. Yes. the elf right. and his magic and how he gets it and how he will lose it and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's another story you wanted to talk about too, Kath, right? Well, yeah. When does Perky... You guys heard of Perky the tur- Quirky Turkey, right? Perky the Quirky Turkey? No. Yeah. no. Shut uh, up. I'm going to turn your microphone yeah, no. off. I don't no, need no, Perky thing. the Quirky Turkey. You and I were talking about this. Like the day before Thanksgiving, right? I thought he showed what, up What, is he just the- holding it up to them? So Perky the Quirky Turkey apparently is a martyr. 
And what he a does, a martyr, what yeah. he does is he gives up his own life. Oh, he kills himself so your family can have something to eat on Thanksgiving. But not only that, but... He leaves a basket, a cornucopia basket for the kids before... You know what oh, you do, Preston? Right by his corpse. You okay. go outside, and then he's up on the second floor with a rope around his neck. <laughs> just like I in the this omen. for you in the omen. <laughs> this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> jumps off and hangs himself. <laughs> and everyone... <laughs> Wait a minute. What? When did this happen? This year. The yeah. quirky turkey. It's recent. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just heard of it. I mean, Perky's definitely coming to my house. Do you remember the, the, the woman that made that uh, that video of a woman? <laughs> Kathy, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Was she talking I, about Elf on the Shelf? Or I think she was. She's local. Gibbs and the, yeah, 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 I remember that. Stop it, Kathy. Stop, stop oh. it. Oh, yeah. The quirky oh, suicidal turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so so he dies. He kills himself. Right. leaves his corpse so you guys can cut it up and eat it. And he leaves behind some gifts. That's yeah. a... Yeah, no! Thing. That's the thing. That's what they mentioned. A no! copy of gifts. No! How about done a with the copy of food? That's, that that's is what, what Thanksgiving is. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but kids don't like just food. They want, well, they, they ought want... to have some goddamn appreciation. You know what it costs <laughs> to put that on the table? This food? Yeah, they... When the kids you wake see up, that inflation now? When the kids wake up and they smell the turkey and the stuff they're cooking, that does nothing for That's them. That's like for an adult. That's for the adults, yeah. but for the kids... Well, no, for me, the highlight you know of Thanksgiving yeah, was watching Santa at the end of the parade, and that's when I... Then we go running to our, our, our Sears catalogs and pick out our toys and everything. No, yeah. we, do, we don't have enough things for the kids. You know, we need more of these, yeah. right? I hope you get on... Don't let your kids down. Seriously, when, when all of... <laughs> Your kids' friends I got, I got wake up to a cornucopia of gifts, yeah, and your kids don't. Oof. At least oh yeah, you know, at least what am I going on about? I don't have to worry about. They're this teenagers. Anymore. I don't have to worry about this yeah. at all. You guys have fun. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're gonna deprive Caroline of the. Turkey? Of course I am. Well, don't no, you no, want Thanksgiving the, the men in your house to wake up? Here's your quirky turkey. <laughs> your 21 year old son. Quirky. The hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. For the quirky turkey? Yeah. How about quirky turkey jerky? How about like sexy Becky or something yeah. like that? We can change it up. We can make it Lucy know, Lucy. No, uh so did this uh appear at your house, Casey? It's uh yeah, yeah, it's coming so, this year. So what does the turkey stand on like a stool with a rope around the uh, <laughs> Stop it. You don't you, you don't see that. You, you, you don't get see to the ultimate. You get, you get to enjoy it at night. Right, you get to pick yeah. apart his corpse. Right. <laughs> Steve, what they have? Okay, so what you buy at the store to make this is a it's a turkey's head, just the face yeah. in complete agony, right. and you just shove it in the top of the right, bird. Yeah, yeah. After ah! you, you cook and you serve it on the table with its, with its tongue hanging out, its eyes wide, and blood trickling from its mouth. Do you know how you prepare a person? You, you actually you, you get the you get the turkey figure, and then you put it in a small car and you close the garage door right. with a hose. With a hose. What yeah. I think right. is, I think it's the will. And uh, and this is what the turkey the, the turkey is, leaves in its has, will has desire to, to eat, the eat children. <laughs> wow! So he's a he's he's a giving turkey. He's giving himself, <laughs> giving her gives his life. Yeah, the turkey never suggests. It's usually a hen. You're right. Is yeah, it's it her life. Yeah. Or no, wait, no. I'm, I'm, the turkey is usually a hen. Sometimes it's a tom. Tom turkey, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Ours is always Tom the turkey. Um, hang on a second here. Let me see turkey. if there's any text messages. Uh, F. Perky the turkey. Gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> Perky um, the quirky turkey. He's very quirky. He is quirky. In that he loves to commit suicide. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture so you guys can get ideas for your kids. 
I don't have kids. Shut up. I don't Stop have to worry. Stop spreading this garbage. Stop spreading this garbage. You, you listen. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So, so now, now we got. No, no, no. Nice. Let's see. Yeah. He's on. Here he is. We're gonna crack a doggy. It's Thanksgiving. It's, it's Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. The gifts oh, come at Christmas. That's your excitement. Hey, there's Santa. We're off and running, guys. It's Thanksgiving like is what we're thing. thankful for. Yeah. giving thanks yeah. to think, the Lord. Not if you give need to, me if you stuff. Want to do that? It's this just per- like small little gifts. It's not no. like the big gifts. It no. starts like that. <laughs> Remember, Easter started that way. Yeah, and yeah. then bikes started. Yeah, you started up on the bikes. I didn't start no. nothing over here. You got bikes for your kids on Easter. Bikes, bikes were being given away for Easter because that's how. Jesus rode in on Palm Sunday. Well, also, <laughs> bikes on Christmas. He was on a BMX bike. When it's cold out, you know, I understand. I do. I, I don't agree with it. I understand it. Yeah. But this Perky doesn't come down from the North Pole early, does he? Well, why, why is a Turkey living in the pole? North Pole? I think. How about a polar bear? I, I don't know. I don't it's, know the full legend well, of Perky. a lot of people. Yeah, it's Twas the Night Before Perky. Thanksgiving. You have a little thing there? There's a book. Read a little bit of it. Well, to I, us. no, I don't have it, the book. Is was the night before Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's the uh, same. Dude, somebody sent us something. People try to latch onto this stuff. It was a couple of years ago. It was the was that thing a coal? It was oh, that here thing. For a while. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And they were trying to do a play on the Elf on the Shelf. It oh, was yeah, the yeah. Coal, coal in the, the bowl. Yeah, coal you, in the bowl. If you do something uh, wrong, right? Come oh, on. Yeah. Got the, yeah, yeah. Stop. And then yeah. there was plug that in my was hole. <laughs> plug in my hole. I didn't know there was a book cast. Yeah, it was the night before Thanksgiving. It's the same guy who does, what's the series of books? Maybe is it Captain Underpants or mm. I'm trying mm. to find it. Okay. Elliot Easton. Did they? Uh, did the Perky Turkey leave something last year at your house, Kathy? Or is it this, oh, no, this, this yeah, will this be the year. first year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think the, the turkey will leave? What Like what level gift? Um, oh, I think like probably like smaller, some smaller things. I mean, give me an idea. Little, like yeah. turkey. Um, well, maybe the "Twas the Night Before Thanksgiving" book would be a good idea. Book. I'll okay. tell you this. Uh, from what I can surmise, uh, Kathy has uh, is is very uh, makes uh, sure Santa is generous at home. So. <laughs> Santa Steve. You know, one of the things that. that, and you guys know how much I love Thanksgiving, Nick and dog I. Dog Man. Sorry. It's the <laughs> dog same, man? It's the same author man now, as dog. dog Man, not Captain Underpants. Twas oh. the Night Before Thanksgiving. So Dog Sorry. Man wrote Twas the Night Before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It looks a little bit like Captain Underpants from the artwork, though. But anyway, uh, one of, I don't even want to talk anymore. Are you talking about diluting the, the sanctity of Thanksgiving? No, no. But one of the things we do is, is uh, you know, going around the table and saying what we're thankful for. Right. All the presents that you just got. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's ridiculous. We don't do that because everyone's usually arguing. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like at Thanksgiving in your house. It's chaos. And it's complete awful. Is it? chaos. Well, because it's not my house. It's my parents' oh. house. And my parents, I've said this forever, if someone doesn't have somewhere to go for any holiday, they're invited there. Okay. So you get you get tons of people. There's lots Anybody of people. Anybody want more of this because it helps fight rectal cancer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she cooks like in, you know, like like huge, a huge turkey, more mashed potatoes than you can ever imagine, and it's just because you never Steve, know who's going to pop in the door. They put on Joplin, Janice Joplin's greatest hits. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, just, yeah. Uh, look this, at your dad. All this family stuff. Uh, uh, but you guys are very, you, you bring people into your home, and you're very generous, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. it's a nice, in fact, that is what Thanksgiving is about, sharing and, and giving thanks and all of that. There's kids mm. running around. Yeah. yeah. 
Somebody texted over a link to a book on Walmart.com called Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to take a look at that. All right. Anyhow, uh, by the way, Dogman, uh, the author of Dogman is the same one as Captain as ca- I'm looking oh. at it right now, but so it's the go. same, yes. All right. Well, anyhow, um, we need to take a break. That's what we're going to do. We will come back. We have uh, Bizarre File stories to get to in a little bit. Tattoos is still taking place. And we have a concert announcement. Um which I think we're going to get to in music news. We'll have a chance for you to win some tickets to that concert as well. So we'll be back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, let's take another run at this Bizarre File thing. <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. <laughs> Someone's underwear. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Brought to you by PHL TV and Young Sheldon joins the Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night every night is on PHL 17. All right, here's a story out of uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Opening statements uh, happened yesterday in the trial of Julia Enright, a dominatrix accused of stabbing a former classmate to death four years ago inside a treehouse that was outfitted with restraints. Enright is accused of murdering 20-year-old Brandon Chickless, a former boyfriend, and leaving his body at the side of the road in New Hampshire wrapped in trash bags. Wow. Prosecutors allege that Enright, a phlebotomist who had a side business as a dominatrix, lured Chickless to a treehouse near her home and murdered him to satisfy a growing urge to kill. I don't know if I'd be too down with a phlebotomist who was a dominatrix. Uh, the woman, who was 21 at the time, had a number of deviant interests, uh, the prosecutors allege, including sexual cutting and blood play. Eight days before Chickless was last seen alive, Enright tried to and failed to bribe Planned Parenthood to allow her to keep a fetus she aborted, they alleged, so she could, quote, play with its bones. Dear God. Oh, oh this is horrible stuff. Yeah. So Enright had a fascination with animal bones, prosecutors say, and routinely placed dead animals in bags or cages so she could use their bones to make art after they decomposed. Uh, what are you thinking like about? <laughs> Authorities searching her home found vials of blood, a used condom collection, Kathy, uh, numerous knives, and, quote, a wet specimen. And they didn't go into details oh, as to what oh, that is. Oh, my God. Dude, this is crazy messed up. The prosecution... And she was putting raisins on mac and cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> the prosecution and defense last month argued for hours about how much evidence jurors could be able to see. The defense argued much of it was irrelevant and unfairly prejudiced. Uh, unfairly uh, prejudicial under the law, while prosecutors argue it was relevant to, among other topics, Enright's mental capacity and motive. Prosecutors have said that the treehouse where the murder took place featured a system of restraints. Also admissible are photos authorities took in Enright's home of vials of blood, specimens, a dominatrix outfit, and paraphernalia, paraphernalia photographs of plastic tubs with animal carcasses and various states of rotting will be allowed, too. Jesus. Excluded items... Included photos of a bucket of organs, a number of carcasses with the organs showing, as well as a video of the same, uh, video of the same with the defendant licking blood from a body part and a photograph of someone holding an organ. They also took the snuggie she wears when she watches Hallmark Christmas. Oh no! Chickless had been stabbed more than 13 times. Uh, aside from the deviant information at issue in the trial, wow. prosecutors have su- uh, several key pieces of evidence, including DNA matches for Chickless's blood in the treehouse and in Enright's car. So, wow. I've always wanted a treehouse. That's too. my takeaway from this story. Okay. Yeah. Let's all think about treehouses <laughs> after that story. 
Excuse me. Des Moines police say that they may have known how an apartment fire started early Monday morning. According to police, the fire started inside an apartment when an occupant occupant attempted to light a bug on fire Mm. on a futon. That should work. Uh, It lit up like a tinderbox, according to police. Oh, no. Several people have been displaced after the fire. Emergency crews had to block off part of the main road while they battled the flames. No one was injured, but smoke filled the entire building. So even though only four apartments had any damage, they are attacking extra precaution, taking extra precautions and evacuating three other units because of all the smoke that Jeez. filled up into the building. I don't have any other details. I don't know why this person thought it was a good idea to set a bug on fire. Yeah. Uh, if they were trying to, you know, use it as an extermination process, of like using a spray can or anything. I don't know anything other than they lit a bug on fire and the apartment went up in flames. You could just hit it with a newspaper. You could do yeah. that, too. There are options. A 29-year-old man from upstate New York is in critical condition after he caught on fire when police used a taser to subdue him. This has happened before. I, I've heard of this. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, if you if the conditions are correct. So Jason Jones is an intensive care burn unit with grave injuries it is sustained after he reportedly covered himself with hand sanitizer and began arguing with the police. There you go. He allegedly walked into the village police department last weekend and a confrontation with officers began. Law enforcement was familiar with Jones from previous encounters and they developed, uh, they deployed a taser to subdue the man. Uh, they were afraid that he was going to hurt himself. Uh, the incident involving Jones is being investigated by the district attorney's office. Law enforcement said that the man had started taking off his clothes in the police station and then doused himself with the flammable substance in front of officers before they tased him. Wow. All right, one last story, and then we will wrap things up. Let me see. I need kind of a shorter one. Uh, Let's end with this one. A man who walked within feet of a bull elk as the animal stood guard over its harem was toppled by the animal in a scary incident captured on video. Uh, The footage captured by Eric Burley in the northern Colorado town of Estes Park shows the elk elk flipping the man head over heels after a series of warnings issued by Burley. Uh, Burley, who lives in Denver, said the man was not seriously injured. The footage shows passers-by helping him to his feet, placing themselves in danger. <laughs> I didn't know it would do that. He said he and his wife <laughs> visibly... <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know it would do that. Uh, Bur- <laughs> Burley said he and his wife visited the elk herds gathered. Uh, the scene was peaceful until the- another bull elk approached the alpha elk defending his harem. Uh, Burley knew that it was time to give the animals a wide berth, but many tourists ignored the warning signs and remained in po- close proximity. The elk was named Prokel. Uh, oh, wow. So it was Prokel's harem. I didn't know that. Uh, viewers can hear Burley's warning saying, Sir, watch out, watch out. Uh-huh. And the man seems intent on walking directly past the elk, and then he was knocked over the wall, head over heels. And <laughs> I didn't yeah. know it would do that. <laughs> this time of year, man, the elk are all over Estes. It's right next are to they? Uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Okay. Yeah, and so they, they come down from the hills and the mountains, and, they, and like there's golf courses in Estes. And so they're everywhere. And so people that go to visit them, you got to be careful or something yep. like this could happen. Did you guys see the footage of the car parked? Uh, it was in Yellowstone, and a whole huge herd of bison 
start moving, which is walking down. Mm. They can't go anywhere, and they're just walking. They're, just part, they're, out. they're parting for the car. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, that's all I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, last couple of minutes to text in the word tattoo to 39333 uh, for you to win the President Steve tattoo from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing at 1729 South Street in Philly. Uh, and also when we get back, we have lesson question, trash, music news, and a concert announcement of music news. So stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Pardon me for making this on 933 WMMR. I biffed. You biffed? No. Oh, pardon me, I yeah. biffed. Parenthesis. Well, that's in parentheses, yes. Pardon me, I biffed. <laughs> By uh, Incubus. Uh, <laughs> I do love that term, biff. Yeah, me too. It's just not used that It's not just a, it's a very subtle, it's an I accent biffed. fart. Yeah, somebody biffed. Did you biff? <laughs> that's what we... That was our term in grade school all the time. In grade school? In That's grade about school. our level, isn't it? And then we would yeah. call everybody, we would call each other Biff Jawamba. <laughs> Biff Jawamba? Yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, my buddy Brett, I called him the other day. I was like, yeah, what's up, uh. Biff Joe? Uh, and so, I don't know. And so somebody wrote it on the uh, on the wall in the bathroom. This has been a little peek into the life of Casey Foster. And it was just, uh, was it a play off of, of farting, Biff? I guess so. I don't even Biff know. Jawamba? It's so long ago, but Biff Jawamba is what we call each other. Okay. It's like, you know, Bro Montana or something yeah. like that. It's got similar. Bro Dozer. By the way. Uh, syllables. Bro slash Joe Montana was at the Flyers game uh, yeah, last week. Yeah. And, last week. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to a listener at Camp Out, and he said he was just hanging out, watching the game, and they, they didn't put him on the big screen. He was just there, and he was apparently wearing Flyers jersey. I have no idea what his connection was. I'm huh. curious as to why he was at the game. If it, it Maybe he was just taking in a game. I, I have no idea. But um, mm-hmm. if anybody knows, let me know. He was there with a guy named Biff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Biff Joanna. Biff Joe Bamba. Joe Bamba. Biff Joe no, no, no. Biff. Sorry. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Jiff Obama? Jiff oh my God, I can't. Biff? Biff Joe Wamba. Bernie Jiff, and Ert? Yeah. Jiff Burton Bernie. Bernie. Bert and Bernie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Berkey the turkey. Today. <laughs> it's been a show. Today, for the lesson question, we give away a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition. Uh, at the Franklin Institute, by the way, February 18th, it starts. All right, so the question I have for you this morning is, what Jesus ride into Palm Sunday? <laughs> what? 215-263-WMM. What did Jesus ride on into Palm Sunday? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. A little nugget that we found out this morning. While you call in and attempt to give us your answer, we will do this little thing we call the Hollywood trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Jersey Mike's. This and every Saturday while you watch the game at home, order through the Jersey Mike's app to get free delivery every Saturday. Jersey Mike's a sub above. What's going on, Steve? Well, Dwayne Johnson expanding on his declaration last week that all of his future movies will never again employ the use of real guns firing blanks. Johnson says he's determined to go way above and beyond to secure onset safety and will now only use finger guns. Oh, oh my God. Gwyneth Paltrow kicked off the In-Coop Health Summit in Los Angeles on Sunday. The week-long wellness event, which began years ago with the unveiling of the Gwyneth Vagina-scented candle, is expected to wrap up with something that smells like her butthole. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you sell it over there. And finally, Kathy, you'll be interested in this. Stars of the Netflix series Sex Life, Sarah Stahi and boyfriend Adam Demos were spotted having dinner at a trendy Italian restaurant in Santa Monica over the weekend. Observers say he had requested a table for the three of them, her, him, and his gigantic penis. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trip. Let's see if you know the answer to this morning's question. What did Jesus ride on uh, into Palm Sunday? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Joe to see if we can get an answer. Hey, Joe. Hey, Preston. All right, Joe, what did Jesus ride into Palm Sunday? It was a bike. A bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we get bikes on Easter. Yeah. Scream for it, Joe. Hang on. We'll get you info, and we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition. Something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Harry Potter, the exhibition, makes its world premiere debut on February 18, 2022 at the Franklin Institute. Tickets are now on sale at fi.edu. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, it is brought to you this morning by... Primo Hoagies, turkey stuffing, uh. cranberry sauce, Woo! <laughs> and mayo, a meal best served cold. The Pilgrim is back. You can go to primohoagies.com for the nearest location. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. Oh, look out! Look out! All right, so should we lead with our concert announcement? Yeah! yeah. Why not? Why not? We'll do that now. Uh, so this is cool. This band is going to be playing two separate shows. It will be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. On April 1st and 2nd, and the tickets will go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. And we are happy that it's going to be Greta Van Fleet. And they are coming to town, or at least to Atlantic City in our area. And you can now win a pair of tickets for the April 1st show before you can buy them. Caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give you that pair of tickets. So caller number 19, Greta Van Fleet. And that, again, two shows, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. We're giving away a pair of uh, tickets for the show April 1st, the first show. It's going to be April 1st and 2nd. Tickets on sale Friday, 10 a.m. via HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. So get them now if you will. All right, elsewhere. In the world of music news, we'll go with uh, Foo Fighters. They secretly filmed a movie called Studio 666. It's about what happens when the legendary rock band rents an Encino mansion steeped in uh, grisly rock and roll history uh, to record their 10th album. Uh, The movie is based on a story written by Dave Grohl. 
Uh, Studio 666 is set to open in more than 2,000 theaters on February 25th. Does it got a monster? It must. So here's the story. After decades of ridiculous music videos and numerous music documentaries under our collective belts, it was finally time, or this is what Dave said in a statement, uh, to take it to the next level, a full-length feature horror comedy film. Like most things, Foo, Studio 666 began with a far-fetched idea that blossomed into something bigger than we ever imagined possible. Filmed at the same house where we recorded our latest album, Medicine at Midnight. He said, told you the place was haunted. We wanted to recapture the classic magic that all of our favorite rock and roll movies had, but with a twist. Hilarious gore that effing rocks. And now, with the help of Tom Ortenberg and the team at Open Road Films... We can finally let this cat out of the bag after keeping it our best-kept secret for two years. Be ready to laugh, scream, and headbang in your popcorn. Studio 666 will F you up. What was that uh, movie? It was a full-length movie with a um, intertwining actual plot line that Metallica did. Yeah. It was in 3D. I, I actually... Some kind of monster? Well, that's a documentary. Mm, that's a but it was an actual horror film. Yeah. And they filmed them on tour, and uh, I don't right. remember what it was. Uh, so there was concert footage, and there was an actual storyline. Uh, click on uh, James Hetfield there, Nick, and see if anything Did comes he, up. He wasn't acting in it, right? He was him as James Hetfield? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So if you go down, there's a category Hetfield called... Hetfield did act in the... In the uh, um, itself. He yeah, was the himself. state trooper in the... Uh, God, I, the, the serial killer. I can't believe I Yeah, it was Bundy. Bundy, Bundy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bundy. And he, he was good in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I All quit. right. Uh, in addition to starring in the film, the band's members are also among the executive producers on the movies. Maybe I'll, somebody will text him with that information. Former Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist Josh Klinghoffer shed light on his new gig as Pearl Jam's supplemental live guitarist. It was through the never, by the way. There you go. Yeah. And that's a song by them. Right. Uh, so Klinghoffer was let go by Chili Peppers in December 2019 after 10 years together when the veteran guitarist John Prashante had rejoined the band. Uh, during a chat with Consequence of Sound, Klinghoffer spoke about performing with his heroes in Pearl Jam. He said, it's enormously gratifying. My bedroom wall, when I was like 11, 12, 13 years old, was all these people. And I feel like I've known these guys for 30 years already. I don't know if that will make it work better or not. He went on to say, I mean, obviously, the role that I'm filling in their band is kind of funny at the moment, just in terms of uh, the music that they've recorded in the past and the songs that I know really well. I'm sort of doing a new role, playing a lot of percussion or background vocals, predominantly with the new stuff. And then anything that's an older song that has a harmony or extra little things that sort of get by, they sort of get by without... Uh, I have free range to add if it makes sense to. So, kind of a cool thing, and it'll only fill out their sound even more, you know? Uh, yeah, listen, the, the guy's talented, yep. you know? Man. Paul, this is this is sad news. Paul Stanley announced the death of his father, William oh. Eisen, 101 years old. Yeah, I saw a picture that I guess he po- posted of the two together, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, the guy looks really good for his age. Although the Kiss co- a co-founder admitted in 2000, his 2014 autobiography, Face the Music, A Life Exposed, his relationship with both his parents was strained throughout his childhood and adolescent years. But as an adult, the pair bonded and became close with the birth of Paul's own children. He wrote, My dad, William Eisen, has left this earth after 101 years and seven months. His thirst for acknowledge never waned. Uh, he could speak on virtually any subject. His pride in my accomplishments was heartwarming, as well as seeing his love of my family. 
Uh, he said he'd always be with me, and he will. In honor of his death, I'm going to plant a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing, or? I thought it was. <laughs> Ace, by the way, posted his own tribute to Paul's father, writing, wanted to express my deepest sympathy and condolences to Paul and his family and friends and the passing of his father, William, who I had many conversations with over the years. He'll be greatly missed by everyone who knew him. R.I.P. William Ison, and God bless. Seether's Sean Morgan hates social media and says it's disgusting. During an interview with Loudwire, Morgan explained why he hates it, saying, I just had a massive traumatic experience with my 19-year-old daughter. She's the perfect case study for somebody who grew up for the past uh, five or six years on Instagram, on Facebook, on all these social media things, and how much of her self-esteem is so deeply embedded in little thumbs we all uh, thumb in, in wait I'm sorry in little thumbs up and little likes and things from people she's never met and probably never will meet. What he's saying is not true. Uh, is not not true. Yes. You know I mean that that's that sort of that that's something I think about growing up in this day and age. You know we used to have a fair level of anonymity growing up and there was a, our small collective, but now this is this is big platform you're on and that everything is scrutinized. Uh, he continued saying, let the kids have a childhood before you throw them online, which I think is absolutely disgusting uh, that they want to monetize children. Uh, he said, because that that's really what it is. They want to turn innocent children like babies into a product that they can sell and market and make money off of. That in itself should make people abandon these platforms in disgust. Morgan went on to compare the addictive nature of social media to that of alcohol and drug addiction, calling it damaging. But nothing that the companies don't care because they are noting that the companies don't care because they're making a profit. He said, uh, that's their business model. None of those people have a heart or a soul, to be honest. They're a slave to the dollar, really. So that's how he feels. Something must have happened. Uh, and then, see, this is kind of a follow-up to something you said last week. Um, Billy Joel showed up to his first post-pandemic performance November 5th at Madison Square Garden. And apparently... He lost about 50 pounds recently. Hey! I saw a picture of him. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah, and it was an unintended weight loss because he had back surgery. He said, I had back surgery earlier this year. The pain afterward was so bad that I lost my appetite. And he said, I embraced that. He said, okay, I won't eat as much. And I ate less and less. And then there was just life uh, aggravation. Uh, and that tends to, you know, impact your appetite too. And ditching the pounds seemed to have a positive effect. On a stage present, as the post-music critic Chuck Arnold reported of his Friday show, Joel, quote, displayed more energy and endurance bouncing around the stage to We Didn't Start the Fire, Uptown Girl, and is still rock and roll to me in the encore. Uh, but he said, if you're looking for Joel's weight loss tips, you'll probably strike out. Uh, in 2016, he told the Daily Mail, a guy on a diet is not a guy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Well, he had a, what is he going to recommend? You get back surgery? He said, well, this is in 2016. Yeah, yeah. So right. he said, uh, I can even judge a woman I'm dating by how she eats. If she picks at her food, she's not going to be good in bed. Billy's a little, yeah, he's an odd character. Uh, he had a Jack Nicholson once said, the trouble with this country is all the guys with flat bellies. And he's right. There's nothing more icky to me than a woman going out with a man and he's picking at his food. Uh, it's unclear why Billy had the recent back surgery, but in 2010 he underwent a double hip replacement. Uh, he said the joint damage was most likely due to being born with his dysplasia 
and a crazy uh, acrobatic musical performances early in his career. Great. So either lost weight or he's addicted to pills. Nope, yeah. Right. No. One or the other. Yeah. He's the, always been very physical. You remember his incredible dancing in Uptown Girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. I looked up um, the ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. Just because I was like, I would really love to yeah. see him again. I'd, and I'd like to go. He looks like you know he lost weight. Like you know, whatever. energetic show. It just it just brought because I saw this article. Yeah. Um, Five hundred dollars a ticket. God what? Almighty. Per ticket, there were cheap ones for two hundred dollars per ticket, but it was behind the stage. Okay, so is it the entire garden that he's selling out? Or if you're or selling out, oh, yeah. he sells out. No, the whole, it's the whole thing. Kathy, are, so is general seating, general ticket prices five hundred dollars a seat? So by the they're they're all sold out except for I looked like into April, and um, there was nothing. That the the only thing that was not behind the stage was the five hundred dollar ticket. Damn, this was April. You were looking. I at? I was looking at April. All the shows prior to that are sold out. Oh my god, I know that's crazy. He is just and I really would love to see rolling him rolling in it. But I'm not. I, I'm not paying five hundred dollars ticket. I've seen him a number of times. There's gotta be. Saying, I've seen him before. You know, is that worth it? Well, no, no he's no, great. It's, it's definitely five hundred dollars. If you're going to take at least one other person, yeah. it's a grand right there. Thousand dollars to go it. see a concert? Come it's on, unbelievable. no, but yeah. at least like you get to stay in uh, New York for the night, and that room's going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then if you want to eat, right, right, yeah. glass of orange juice for seventy five dollars. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at so some so okay. There's oh, yeah, showing. See, ticket. I didn't see that. <laughs> I did not see that at all. Is there's that sixty five dollar tickets? Right is there. that are they available? Yeah. Know. You know what Billy, though, does? And I, I call him Billy. Uh, <laughs> is, is that, as you pointed out, Preston, he'll leave, like, the front two rows unsold so that he can bump people down from seats far away and put them up front throughout the show. Yep. Oh, that happened to me. Oh, you were bumped oh, up? Yeah. yeah we, we were. Um, so I, I knew, I think he was his sound tech. Um, I went to the concert with a, a girl that I worked with, and her uncle or cousin or something was was a sound tech so he said um come before the show and you can watch him warm up and we were sitting there we ended up not being able to see him warm up and the guy felt so bad and he said um you know he does the the whole first row he said let me see if i can grab those tickets for you and sure enough we had to give him our tickets and he swapped us out and we were right front row that's amazing yeah so how are you going to beat that now at this point yeah Yeah. and that was when he was he was drinking a lot and uh the guy told us he goes watch he has a red and a blue solo cup one is i forget what his liquor of choice was vodka it was maybe vodka and then yeah. he, and the other one was water and he said watch he only drinks out of the alcohol one and, and he did he that's never the night he picked up the water Whoa. that's the night he's saying uptown squirrel right? no and i did <laughs> also uptown squirrel. sorry one last one last story no it was like that it was he left and he was coming back on for the encore. And because we were in the first row, we could see them. There were people backstage. He was coming out to do Piano Man. Yeah. There were people backstage literally pushing him onto oh, the stage. Wow. Like he, he was saying, no, I don't want to do it. And they were like, you have no choice. You have to. And they were pushing him onto the stage. That's not good. No, it was it was in his drinking days for sure. Everybody up. I believe in a white squirrel world. As long as anyone was squirrel. And now I'm looking for a bag of scrap. That's what I am. Thanks for remembering.
And he's known as the angry young squirrel. He's known as the place for the angry young squirrel with his nuts in his hand and his hair. <laughs> and he's never been able to Wait. learn how to bake. And he can't understand. We didn't start the squirrelies. <laughs> like the whole night. Yeah. I love squirrels. <laughs> I saw one driving over here. Yeah, all right. Uh, we're done with music news. I hate squirrels. <laughs> What's that? It's from Up. It's not Billy Joel. Oh, nope. I hate squirrels. Wow. Okay. I had no idea we had that. Squirrels! Yeah, we had that one. All right, that's it for music news. Why don't we take a break? Come back in a second. Get our letter of the day for the word of the week. Turn it over to Pierre on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. We'll oh, be back in a moment. Stay with us. Yep. Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Aaron Jones. Billy Idol. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR wrapping up. Had a good time today. It was a lot of fun. And I would like to thank our guest this morning, PJ McKay. Local uh, writer, director, and actor and has this film called The Beta Test which is available on Amazon. He went to Conestoga. He grew up here. He grew up listening to our show. He called it an honor to be on the program. Blows my mind. And he's up and running and this thing is doing great on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. It's um, Rotten Tomato scores like 94%. I mean, that's a that's a huge nod uh, to how well it is. A lot is of people taking notice of yeah. them. And, and the movie has a really quirky, bizarre um, angle to it. It's a, it's a satire of Hollywood, but there's also a bit of horror and, a, and a, other stuff going on. Um, and we also want to thank you for all your assistance in the Camp Out for Hunger. We had our totals. Yeah. Uh, they were announced earlier this morning. Over 2.3 million pounds of food. <laughs> over $1,047,527. Uh, and a bunch of other great things that came out of that. So it was huge. Um, uh, the first place largest uh, by a business a donation by a business group organization went to Subaru of America. So we're going to give a Preston and Steve live broadcast. Two of them because we owe them one. Uh, and also uh, a live Pierre broadcast with what? Comcast. Comcast. Yeah, baby, uh, two hundred and eighty-seven thousand pounds. Wow! And a an advertising schedule on MMR for QVC, who donated twenty or two hundred thousand pounds as well. So uh, it was just a tremendous success, and uh, does continue on uh, because you can still donate at Acme if you stop the other night. Yes, make a purchase. It's real simple. You can make a donation while you're there. Uh, So thank you to everybody once again. Two point three million pounds of food. Monetary one million forty seven thousand five hundred twenty seven dollars. So great success, and we couldn't have done it. Could not have done it without everybody involved, and of course, you being the key component there. So thank you so much. How you doing, man? That's great news. Yeah. Um, may I ask how that <clears throat> compared with last year? Is that up? Is that um, about the same as last year? It's a little bit down. Okay. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Nope. Oh, you're pissed now. No. No. no I mean, I think anything you get is, is Absolutely. Great. Anything and everything. <laughs> Listen, and at some point, you know, everything will uh, plateau, but 
Yeah, we're stoked that we Jesus, got over a, a, a million yeah, pounds of food. No, yeah. two million two pounds. pounds. I'm sorry, yeah, 2.3 million, million pounds of food and over a million dollars. Dear yeah. God in heaven, I mean. And still coming in. Yeah, and yeah. that's going to feed people all year long. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely. Great job. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Appreciate My favorite it. part of Camp Out was uh, the return of Captain Dale. You were back uh, uh, getting a rest. I didn't but... know he was there. Yes, yeah. yeah. he you stopped were... by. Nobody told me. Oh, well, you were man. not feeling well oh, i was um, really sick you didn't you did not have covid by the way you just I had, did not yeah it's possible tested. to have a cold <laughs> and not have covid I, I had something nasty but uh dr mike yeah I, I went and got a covid test and it definitely wasn't that right yeah i i got a little cold um last week at the end of last week i, I get these home covid tests uh you can get them at cvs uh abbott and Takes fifteen minutes. You just rub the thing in your nose a couple times, a Q-tip in your nose, and put it in the gadget box. And fifteen minutes I'm later, I'm pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and you're pregnant. Um, and I am pregnant. So congratulations, congratulations to me. But, wow. Right. I'm gonna name him Nick. All right. I'm gonna have a nose baby. Yeah, a nose baby. Anyway, uh, where was uh, so. Um, with my point. Oh, the, one of Captain the highlights Dale. was Captain Dale. Yeah, yeah, and he came there. Well, I think it was. Thursday afternoon on my last day of broadcasting, and he's doing great. Uh, so it was really nice to That's see him. Fantastic. Been through the mill. Uh, yeah, three yeah, months on a ventilator. Yeah. Uh, but back, you know, and moving a little slow, but he's he's re- totally, uh, you know, rehabilit in the process of rehabilitation. And, um, and he's on the was, right side of the dirt, man. You yeah. know, it could have gone the other way, and it didn't. And to see him and to <laughs> hug him was uh, a fantastic thing. Yeah, just wonderful. Just yeah, and wonderful. especially at Camp Out, which is a huge part of, of well, what he does every exactly. year. He, he spends his whole damn week there. At the Absolutely, Camp Out yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I was blown away by, again, how, you know, I did a, a break the day before with all the volunteers, uh, a couple of breaks out in the parking lot with those guys who also take, you know, and gals who take a week off and they've all become friends by virtue of this thing bringing them together. So they get together at other times of the year as well, um, much like, you know, a friendships form around bands and people who see each other at concerts and stuff like that but um those volunteers that take off you know a week and some of them 15 16 years have been you know volunteering it's pretty amazing i it think is. we it's we great stuff are able to open up more next year coupled with all the new things that we've put in as mechanisms and i think we're going to have a super stratospheric um, you know, result next year. This, yep. I mean, uh, we're thrilled with what. Uh, oh. uh, when things are bad for a lot of people, uh, to have this happen this way, back to back years is astonishing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Cool. All right, shall we do the letter? Yes. This? All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter A is in autumn. Oh, okay. So two letters in, and we have three more to go. Giving away a South Philly concert pass. You can spend September in South Philly with a pair of tickets to see. Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes and Thundercat on Saturday, September 3rd at Citizens Bank Park. And a pair of tickets for the Killers. Imploding the Mirage Tour with special guest Johnny Moore. And that's on September 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, complete details for both shows available at WMMR.com. Before we find out what you got going on today, Pierre, we have to award a winner for Tattoosday. We took texts all morning long. We have a winner, and it is Jason Rorvik of Lensdale, Pennsylvania. 
Jason is going to get some Preston and Steve Inc. courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We're giving them a $350 gift certificate. And uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is located at 17. 17- 29 South Street in Philadelphia. We highly recommend you check out the work because you're going to want to go there. Uh, for samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. I would like to thank our sponsors. Oh, wait, what's coming up on your show? Today? Sorry, sir. No, 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 it's all good. You hate me. Uh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> no friend, such thing. No, these friends of mine in a band uh, used to do that with each other. You hate me. No, you hate me. You've always hated me. You've always... Uh, the, uh, you two, The Clash, Three Doors Down, and The Workforce Blocks. Oh, shall be very enjoyable. Thank you, sir. All right, and you I will... Me. Continue to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Tomorrow on the program, Wednesday, we do Fox Good Day. Uh, comedian Sebastian Maniscalco oh, getting in touch. And comedian uh, Paula Poundstone. Wow will be on. So that's going to be a really good time, and we hope that you choose to join us. That's it. We are done. Our rage on, and we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. When it comes to the holidays, it's not just a turkey and mistletoe that makes the season bright. It's you, making something special in the kitchen with new cookware and small appliances, setting the table with stylish dishware, glassware, and accent pieces, and serving it up with beautiful trays, bowls, and cheese boards. HomeDepot.com has all the cookware and tableware you need to make your holiday meal memorable for you and the kids. Whether they're 1 or 92, make the holidays yours with home decor from the Home Depot. How doers get more done.